Welcome to The Grow Room Diaries, a podcast brought to you from growroom420.com. In The Grow Room Diaries, we interview growers from around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode and check out our other podcasts. And of course, come and join the community at growroom420.com. All right, what is up? Welcome to A Grow Room Diaries episode. Uh, we've got uh, a guest in for this one, Green 13. Um, do you want to introduce yourself, Green 13, let everyone know where they can find you and uh, let everyone know who you are and what you're about? Hello, boys. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, I'm Green 13. You can find me on Instagram on uh, Green 13. Um, you can find me quite often on Eagle Gardens uh, Rabbit Hole. You can find me um, on Frugal Force, um, which is Abolished Farms uh, channel on Michigan Bros Grow Show. Uh, and you can find me here. Uh, regenerative organic is what I love. That's where I'm going to fill oh, my God. boots. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah GMO. Uh, another GMO. No. No, 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 no. I know, I, I know you're getting I've, I've heard a few interviews already. I know you're going to be all like, oh, I don't know anything about it. And you know plenty yeah. about it. I, I know. It's just a little bit vegan for me. But yeah, we'll have, we'll have a go at it. That'll do. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, but thank you for coming on, mate. And do you know what? Obviously, GMO's been talking to you. I've seen your Instagram page and that. And I was looking at it, and judging by the grow method and some of the, uh, the solo cups, I didn't expect the accent to be this way, shall I say the least. So, yeah, quite a surprise. So, don't oh, see... you think it's you think it's a, a method you don't see around here? Yeah, I mean, it's just I didn't expect that. I mean, obviously, GMO said that we was coming on. I've been looking at your pictures, and I'll tell you, that, that, that room, mate, it's a, it's a cupboard, isn't it? I think. Is it just like a long cupboard? Um, that yeah. Using it. yeah but uh yeah it just everything there screamed other side of the pond which okay. i was sort of yeah it's just just even the color selection like yeah it does even the, the, the style of solo cups yeah like you the don't solo cups that's it as soon as you solo white cup, inside red outside over here it's like yeah. oh hang on a minute <laughs> right so that's kind of cool <laughs> and interesting yeah that's that that would be totally my influence i mean uh the youtube thing and totally being on my own not with a group for the longest time 15 years of growing with no contact only this only this year I'm only this year I've had contact with other people who smoke and grow so yeah only this year probably since Eagle really I guess my a bit longer than that on on Insta so yeah it's (laughs) I didn't even know it was really I now know quite a lot of UK growers and I am a member of a club. Um, big shout to everyone at Hemel Hempstead Cannabis Club. Uh, so yeah, it's all a bit different, but I had no idea that it actually smacked of, of American. So oh, it really does, yeah. mate. it's just something you don't see even the style of growing. I, I, I would dare to say, but yeah, no, we did do as, say, in, as in what the beds or as in the regenerative, just living just, soil just the beds the amount of plants in there yeah i mean it just sort of to me oh yeah okay yeah but yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's uh it's a very cool way of ground i'm looking at your leds now i'll talk about them in a bit but yeah no um it's obviously you do very well so everyone should check out green 13's instagram um some amazing pictures in there and um yeah 
So we should start at the beginning, though. You say it's been, was it January you almost came into the online YouTube community-ish, but you've been going for a little while on your own beforehand? It's it's a bit after that. I probably probably did my Eagle interview just at the beginning of COVID. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and probably my Instas, maybe maybe it's 18 months old, something like that. Um, and then I guess being part of the club was the same time, sort of beginning of COVID. So weird times to be like becoming more communified, community-fied. But uh, hey, it's a new world, isn't it? Perfect time to be looking at growing <laughs> as you can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's medical for me, 100%. Um, it's something, yeah, that's medical for me. And it's something that I think is very important and is correct. Like, I am I know my body extremely well. And uh, this thing's medical, really, you know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, we don't need to preach it, do we? I, I'd, I'll go as far as to say that I think everybody who partakes in it partakes in it on a medical level so everybody you see smoking i think the plant has that they have sought that plant out you know uh i don't want to get too deep yet what's next come on ask me no, another question i think let's not because i think everyone's almost got like a, a, a history of how they started growing because don't get me wrong, I, I grow soilish now, but I started in DWC when I moved indoors because I read lots of stupid online guides that were like, all those in DWC, set and forget. Right? Just got lied to from the internet. But how, how did your story begin for when you put your first seed in a pot? So, um, low rider autos 15 years ago outdoors. Come yeah. on, yeah, that is a, that's a classic, man. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, as soon as it could be a thing where it wasn't some crazy indoor scenario, um, that's where it began, and it stayed that way for the longest time. And you know what? I actually really, really love it, and I spent more and more time over those years to start with it was a set and forget it stick them outdoors job done you know come and have a look here and there um and then it was a while i'm smoking i'll sit with the plants and then it was a i'll just sit with the plants and um yeah then the hooks are in aren't they really i think it it, it i said it on eagle's show and i think spartan says it quite a lot it's uh Cannabis is a gateway to horticulture. Uh, 100% is for me. I now grow. Everything I see growing excites me. I love growing. Like, um, in some of the channels, you know, Smiley will send me his garden or Spartan will send me his outdoor garden of vegetables. Like, we send each other video clips of just, like, shit we're excited about that doesn't really Instagram, you know, but it's just (laughs) growers excited about their shit. And even... The man, them, my boys, on our channel, we send each other today pictures of fruit and veg and shit. It's, it's good. It's good. I like it. It is definitely. It's what the... once it gets the hooks in. It does. It, it, I, I, I say I'm not. I'm a bit different. I'm not into anything outside of my grooms. But I, I will say that if I had to pick between growing and using bud at the end of it, I'll, I'd grow. 
it, it, it that's that's the that's the side and the passion that took over me was I just amazed at what you can do, amazed at what you can achieve when you really put your mind into it and put some effort in, and a bit of love gives a lot back, and that's what I always try and tell people that you know it's the little little bits, the little one percent, the little uh, bits of TLC, the little bit extra time that you give them. I love it, man. It's, it's a passion. So I can hear it in, in your voice, but I just... I, so I did you say, did you say if you had to choose between smoking and growing, you'd choose growing? Yeah, well, I don't smoke. I haven't smoked for a long time. I use all now. But um, yeah, right, I would. Right, right, 100%, right. 100%, man. Yeah. I, I, I can't... I mean, I've had to stop now because I'm moving and I can't... My brain won't settle. Like, I, I can't... It's it's like, if I've had, without doing that out there, my, my head won't settle. It just won't... I can't do it. I need, I need growing in my life. More than I would oil, or more than I would when I used to smoke all the time. Yeah, hundred percent, man. If I had no I was, no use for it, I would still grow, and I just have to. I was talking to Boone. I was talking to Boone Farms yesterday on his little life thing, and uh, he said, "Right, well, probably once I finished here, that's it for the winter. Fucking cold in Canada, so I'm not going to grow over the winter." And I was like, "Fuck, man, I just couldn't not grow." And then a couple other people in the channel were also like, "Yeah, that's weird," um, and honestly. The growing is medical. It really is. I know <laughs> you're is, talking man. about. I know you're talking about giving them the plant love and all that stuff. I mean, we have this funny conversation sometimes where you talk about the plant cultivates us, and and like also dogs cultivate us because like no real need for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's mm. uh, it's interesting that that's exactly what it is. Really, I think. You wonder what your fucking what all those old codgers are doing out there in their um, allotments when you're a child. But <laughs> uh, you know what? I honestly thought they were hiding from their wives, but I'm not sure they are now. I think no, it's, just, it's very nice. Same way, and like you said, you <laughs> yeah. said, everyone that smokes smokes for medical reasons. I completely agree with that. Whether it be just you know the way it settles the mind, everyone smokes for a reason. I think everyone, it is. There's so many different ways that you can look at it with, with people smoking. If it's just recreational, if they're doing it because it, if it's just to, to chill out after work and relax them, you're using it to relax, you know? And it's the same with growing. growing uh, the amount of time that I've spent just out there doing nothing. I mean, hiding from the kisses, kids and the mids, missus normally, but you're just doing nothing because I just want to do nothing and I want to be out there playing with them all. The plants and that is, yeah, oh, I love it, man. I absolutely love it. It's changed my life. I'm not doing it at the moment. And literally, like, everything's a mess. Like, I can't get... Everything's just erratic. As soon as I'm growing again, that hour a day, just out there fiddling and... Yeah, man. Not not a gateway drug, but a gateway plant to so much more gardening. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I don't do the gardening, though. I cannot stand the gardening. The gardening drives me mad, but... You can come sort mine if you like. No, I'm all right, mate. Yeah, he, <laughs> do, he, he doesn't want to do his own. <laughs> so that's, that's obviously why you're... you're are you in Coco? I'm Coco, mate. Yeah, Cocoa. yeah. yeah. I'm I'm jumping into the dark side soon, and um, once I'm moved and set up, I'll be jumping in for a bit of organics. But yeah, um, or is it called organics now? Do we call it organics? We don't, do we? I don't know. I'm gonna jump into there's some so mud. Many there's so many layers to it. I suppose that's kind of where regeneratives, kind of an interesting topic to bring us to, man. We've started now, so how do you define regenerative over organic or any other style? I will come to that. I'm just going to... Have you noticed chat is just full of my family? It's it, total eagle family. <laughs> put them all over, man. <laughs> Smiley, Stu, uh, Eagle, ready to hit the hot fire. <laughs> Everybody's in there. All the boys. Um, so regenerative for me is the really... I think 
you've had um, Spartan on. You know, you've you've watched Frugal Force. So you know what that's about, and that's that's some core things that we're really into, which is you know really aloe. It's a real coot thing. A lot of coot stuff. So aloe, barley, um, kelp. Um, we're also using soap nuts as a saponin. Um, EM1, which is um, a microbe, and um, it's a good microbe for sort of uh, anaerobic situations, if any occur. Um, but the thing that is important to me, the thing I love about soil, and um, I don't know, the thing I just really have most enjoyed about becoming a gardener is the regenerative thing. I don't want things to leave my property so when we grow something the tops of the tails go back into our garden you know underneath everybody's sink they have a green bin which they fill with cooked food and just scraps and crap and um i know gmo is going to go mad because i'm going to start talking about the worms in a minute but um before i do that caddy that doesn't need to be going in a plastic bag and off to landfill it it needs to be staying on your property and you need to be closing a loop and then your aloe you need to be not buying it from biobiz you need to be growing that and cutting that up and putting that in in your teas and in your blends and using it for uh cloning and like so you had a great guy on the other day and he's running a shop uh, remind me of the guy's name the guy who's doing the amendments greenhand organic there you go yeah. and it's brilliant that we have that and i want to say up front before i say some other stuff that's amazing and it's great that we've got another one of those things um the other one that i think is really good is indoor organics um and he said some stuff this is slightly moving away from regenerative but along a similar theme uh, he was saying, oh, you know, it's really difficult to get alfalfa in the UK. And and I really appreciated the fact that the dude was going to nerd out about it. And he was going to find it where it wasn't sprayed and it wasn't genetically modified. And then he was going to fly it to Britain. And dudes, it's alfalfa. It, it It's don't, I mean, probably not fly it, stick it on a boat, but... That's crazy. We need to grow that. You need to get some seeds and grow some of that and chop it. And your corn the same ways and all that stuff. Like um, it can be done really easily for most people. But even better is what I was starting to talk about is that stuff that's under the sink. Um, you can start to turn that into compost, even cooked food and small bones and all that kind of stuff and just start to make that your plant food. And um, take all your amendments, put them through your worm bin, you know, very much like you're gonna hear Spartan talk about this. You've heard Clackamas Coot talk about it at length. Um, just to kind of clarify that, um, that cooked food bin is for yeah, Bokashi. That is for Bokashi, sorry, didn't I say that? I was rambling a bit. So that is, yeah. That is Bokoshi. Um, so I'll put an EM1 Bokoshi brand uh, on that. I cover that on Frugal Force. You can also find that on my Instagram. But what it means is n never you're filling that caddy that's going 
out in the street that stinks and the flax flies and is nasty. Uh, there's a much better way of doing it where you can have liquid plant food throughout the cycle. You can also take that cooked food, which you've sprinkled Bokashi bran on. I haven't presented this very well. And you can stick it in your compost heap and that will turn to a crazy worm infested soil within six weeks let's say i've been saying a month but um you no, were talking about for hot man like they go after that shit you were talking about worms the other day and you were saying about um red wrigglers and in this country blah blah a few other worms yeah we've got some tiger worms and some other bits and they are worth having but um if you stick that in your compost heap you can just harvest worms out of that a month later and you've got your worm bin ready to go. Um, I was pretty shocked when I unburied a couple of those big slabs of that stuff the other, the other day. It was, yeah, I got a bit excited like a child. Um, it was just, just castings really. Mad castings. They sound nasty. When you're talking about worm shit, everyone's like, you're talking about shit, but, it's really nicely pelletized little calcium capsules of like micro havens almost like it's such a clean material to kind of deal with it doesn't leave residue on your hands and stuff i love worm castings we know you do mate <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to get that in there. I'm not engaging him with it. I pretend that, that he's not here. That's cool. I think I think he's rubbing himself down with them at night. There's, I think he is. Um, he's probably sleeping in there with them. I've said it many a time. They make me look bigger. There's no shame in that. <laughs> Worm caster is an amazing thing, and that's exactly right. We we grow a calcium hungry plant. Um and really we could just talk about worm castings for the next hour. Um but let's not, because you have covered this. Um, but yeah, it's the perfect it's the perfect thing. And I think pretty much um, I feed mostly water. And sometimes I, or very often, I chuck a handful of worm castings in and give that a good thrashing. And that is as good enough a broth, tea, wash, extract as, uh, as I need with, with the soil I'm running. So, and that is just a top up of everything. Just to bring it back to the Bokashi brand for a moment, are you like mm. brewing your own EM1 in house and mixing bran and apple chunk and kind of mixing that into your I'm, Bokashi to make a, a well, sorry, making a, a Bokashi grain in house for it? Or is that kind of something that I'm, you're still having a source for the moment? I, I, I'm trying hard to be a waster about it and not do that but that kind of is happening do you know uh, the dude um, world's last hope he was interviewed by eagle um he, me and him had a chat and he was like i look i for, for some weird reason he talked me into and then i followed up on which is kind of a cool project i, I had a shitload of um uh wood shavings which i stuck in a bin filled it with water and filled that with EM1. So he said, leave that for a month. And then that basically becomes kind of big, chunky EM1 bran. It, it becomes like Bokashi bran. Like now, bio wood rather than biochar. Yeah, quite, well, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's, 
I think it's just going to be anyway. That's what I've done. <laughs> so that's brewing now. And yeah, I do kind of do all that sort of stuff. But what I'm a bit, I don't like long brew teas because I can't look with the microscope and see what's going on. I can't see when that's become anaerobic. I, I, I have a panel member who is a new member on um, Frugal Force, Mike, and I'm pretty sure Mike's going to get me back brewing teas because. He's very excitable about microbes. It looks good though too, doesn't it? So we'll have a proper chat and maybe we definitely I'd like to do a microscope course and be more educated, but I'm not at the moment. So I do like a quick microbe wash, really. We're calling them extracts at the moment. Listening to Leighton, man, apparently once you get a very general idea of shape and movement types, you can kind of generalize quite well for when you're trying to do bacteria to fungus and anaerobes. But that, uh, that's cool. Yeah, I'm not social. there yet, though, even. So, there's some impetus needed as well. You're right. It isn't just the course. It's also that I need to crack on and sort of actually do that. I've, I've been crying to a buddy for a microscope for about three months. So it's not like I've gotten anywhere, man. <laughs> I'm not yeah, preaching. Yeah. Cool. No, nah, no. Nah. I think we all could probably take the next step and buy a microscope and probably move forwards with it. But um, but that is the gig and that's where it's going. But that's fun. And so right now, right now, we need to make sure we're not, well, uh, taking things a bit far because we're talking about that can sometimes not be the best thing. Let's, uh, I probably need to move into this with a a bit of education, probably. Yeah, so, it's always nice to so find a mentor for that kind of thing who can yes. guide you. You need to do this first and then you'll be able to understand the next step better. Sometimes doing it on your own, you're really like, I can't pick up every string at once. Yes, I think you're right. I think I would also like to attend some regenerative conferences and try and immerse myself a little more and find out. I'm very happy with actually doing the extracts that way for the for the time being and i used to brew teas all the time um so it's not like i'm and i never had sort of bad deals and i probably did have a few stinky anaerobic teas um it's not the end of the world actually it's a bit of a dope panic it's organic thing but um are you into chris trump yeah, because a, a lot of but, his. But I'm into. Uh, I'm into it for education. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't like again, to label stuff K and F or this, that, and the other. I mean, I use EM one as like I watch this thing basically micronizing nutrients of different plants. So I'm making an extract rather than like a fermented juice. It's just the extracts are going to be really micro, like positive micro microbiology as well as being really readily plant available. So yeah, I completely understand you. It's not about having a label. You can pull information from every little bit and apply it to your situation and feel better about what you're doing potentially. It costs a lot less. The weird one with KNF I'm finding in my mind is brown sugar is not very cheap. So whilst that might be great in career, if, sugar is really cheap there brown sugar is not very cheap in britain so making up all those things is i think sugar is almost like a gold standard man if you look at the price of different colors of sugar 
it is marginal and i think it's pretty marginal if you're buying it large scale to small scale as well it's really right. weird sugar's like this is what it costs pay it or don't yeah <laughs> big sugar isn't it you know they're a you know, like big ag or big farmer or whatever you got a very pretty background just dropped have you has it just changed or have i only just noticed it no, it's changed. Yeah, it's changed. So I was looking at it. There was all the small screens. I don't watch the YouTube video because behind I was like trying to get it up, but yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. That's the kind of club, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a nice logo, man. I like that. It's like was that done by Steenos Galleries by any chance on um, Insta? Oh, I cannot answer that question. No, it looks it was like given it's given to me. I don't know. Yeah, there's a guy on Insta does a lot of canner related work, and he's. He used to do it by hand, and it's just amazing. If I should check him out, actually, um, Steve Muscala used to do a giveaway. If I send him something and he'd do a giveaway and he'd do your logo like hand, but now he's gone to graphics, just amazing. It looks like his work, so, so I've gone off on the conversation there, but it's very I'll cool. I'll find logo. out, yeah, nice, very thank cool you. It's pretty, I like the colors. Like, I'm not a big, it sounds yeah. weird, I'm not a big green fan, but purple and green they just go together. Maybe it doesn't sound weird, mate. I, I don't like green. It's the colour I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, I know. It's in my name as well. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. That, I do, that was really like, forcefully in your face. Dude, as well. I, no, I don't like the colour. <laughs> I, I love the colour. I'm a carper, so khaki green is all, what it's all about. I think every coat I've ever had has been a khaki green uh, parka, which I then wear fishing and hide in my green bivy with my green tables and my green chairs. So, yeah. So you mentioned you you grow some of your own stuff on site as well. You got a garden going on. Yes. So do you grow like comfries and stuff like that to use potentially in the garden or your indoor garden? Nah, I'm not great at that right now. Um, I think I'm a real crop out person, and so um, huge raspberry beds, big outdoor no till, lovely raspberry beds. Um, year one this year so that's looking I mean it did amazing and it shouldn't really do anything great this year and then a lot of um, a lot of other beans a lot of peas um, it's a family garden and so it really is about um, trying to do a bit of everything um, cucumbers like I say it, pretty much we cover we cover the board the our garden's split into two halves one half is for flowers and the other half is for for you know food and vegetables and fruit um so yeah nice no i don't but, but 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 yeah i kind of am gonna go grow some corn because i want to i mean it's difficult the other day um a helicopter landed in the field behind our house and it was on top of the garden emergency situation had to happen but that shit is raining crap on your garden like <laughs> and so you talk about those situations where um you know i'd like to cover the garden right now it's all chopped and dropped um, I'd like to cover it in straw, but that straw is going to be oversprayed by this thing and that thing and the other thing that Big Ag will have done. Yeah. Um, straw's also so, real bad for slugs in the UK, just as a little heads up. 
Okay. If you're trying to grow any like salad crops over the winter, straws like they they just love to hide in the stuff. Okay. Fucking slugs. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I I had to put that out there because it. I, I love worms. I hate slugs. So it's like proper parallels of the spectrum there. Anytime slugs are mentioned, it doesn't matter. I'm like kill, kill, kill. <laughs> it's not what we're doing anyway. They get it's getting chopped and dropped, which is the way to go. It's just my missus gets a bit obsessed with it not being straight for the winter, but it isn't gonna be because that's not the way to go really. Um, and she started, you know, she has now started talking to her family. And um, have you seen this movie? Uh, Kiss the ground. I've not. No, I'll get it up. Okay. Um, it's Hollywood no-till. Basically, they now want to talk about it. Um, it touches it. It's a. It's good. It's. It's nicely done. It's very un-in-depth, uh, and it really is a snipe at big ag and really turning, t- turning the world into a dust bowl. Um, and so it's great. And she gave it to her mum and her mum, you know, loved it, had a little cry about it. And so it's all good. It's, um, who, have you have you pulled it up, Kino? Who's, I've got, uh, I've who's got it guy? on the phone, yeah. It's, uh, who's, who's the... Who's uh, in, got Woody in charge Harrel- of the, the screen share? Big guns in it. Oh, no, I've, I've got it on my phone. I haven't got it on the screen share. But Woody Harrison, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Woody Harrison Ian Schommerholder, I think. But he's the one we know from Lost. There's some big actors in it. Patricia Arquette. So they pulled out the big guns to try and get the message across, which makes will make right. it an interesting watch. So I'll be on that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it's, I guess it's probably it's everything you know, but it's everything we're oh. trying to talk about. And so it's, uh, it was really cool that it happened, really, because um, yeah. it spreads the word and whatnot. Um, it's nice. So man. that's that's the regenerative thing. It, I mean, if we all start at home, and if we also all demand that, the thing is. Isn't it sad that your guy was on here and so many things he had to source them from elsewhere? Where was he getting neem cake from and all these random things that, you know, because we can't grow them here because big ag will fuck it up for us, you know? Um, But... Neem's a right bastard, though, man. Like, that one's hot-ass weather. For (laughs) sure. Don't get me wrong, alfalfa, we can definitely, we can take over. A lot of people could probably even grow enough on site to look after their own needs. But yeah, right. if you want to get a neem tree, you might need um, a heated greenhouse and stuff. And so the honest answer is you need to find something else then. Not alfalfa, not neem. We are a country of gardeners. You know, there are plenty of methods. And so, yeah, perhaps... We have got an American style and perhaps it's incumbent upon us to find barley that is and corn and hemp seeds that we can use in our be that difficult. Those things are all pretty rudimentary. So, um, yeah, that's regenerative, isn't it? But I, I agree with that, um, man. And I think I'd, I'd love to discuss that a bit further with you off the show because there yeah we got sources in the uk but they're almost in place because of the demand prior to them changing to being non-gmo non-sprayed yes we're almost in like a catch-22 paradigm where we've got the farmers doing the job but the people buying it really don't care so if you if we can kind of convince them it's worth changing over 
we can kind of create that market, hopefully. Yes, yeah. Uh, and I think the fact that we mentioned two, you know, two shops, you've had the guy on here, the market clearly is here. And the more we start to talk about this, and actually he was saying, I've been a gardener with my dad since I was, you know, yeah, X. Yeah. Best childhood, you know, straight it's heritage from. in there, isn't there? Yeah. So it's not difficult to get people in this country excited about that sort of stuff. And if you look, I think there are some parallels with people who grow really big vegetables, you know, like for shows. Mm. Um, sure, they like man. to get into some of the weird stuff we like to get into. So um, the quality of sphagnum, that alone is like. That's big business, and we got Ireland a stone's throw away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, personally, I use cocoa as a base, but it was recycled cocoa from when I was a cocoa grower, so I've kind of half offset my potential moral issues with it. But, yeah, my my moral issues with sphagnum have kind of gone because how far we got to bring cocoa. I was about to say, did you grow your cocoa coconuts yourself? Because otherwise, <laughs> the moral issue is just the same, right? Yeah. No, it, it depends when in. you kind of join on, I think. Like, everyone has a realisation of how much potential collateral damage they've done prior. And that's almost <laughs> an awakening for most people. I am totally having, just having a little jive there, and you're 100% right in what you say. It, it, yeah. That is the case. And actually... I think when Coot's talking about barley, he's just talking about barley because when he's put it through his worms, he feels like he may be bioremediated anything that um, came before. Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's why, again, sometimes it's good to listen to the information and then apply it to your situation and morals. Yeah. It definitely, definitely seems to be coming, though, and staying, which is what I've said on a few of these shows now, is this style of growing i've seen this come and go on over the years on online forums on communities the organic side or the amendment side there's always been one or two like in the corner that love it and shouting what they're doing and no one's really listening everyone's going rdwc trying to grow monsters or cocoa or growing it in bags of biobiz or verve from b&q but it definitely is a massive wave coming you know it is here i mean in in on our small island and it's definitely here to stay. For me to be jumping onto the dark side of it, you know, it, it, it's here, and it, I don't think it's going anywhere. I do think it will translate into other other areas of gardening, and it make people more aware. It will make it will make people more aware. The discussions will be had, the stoner conversations that everyone has when you're all sat around battered will be had, and these things. You know, I'm, I'm still... willing. To, I'm willing to bet that it, some of it is to do with um, the world being very everything being under a microscope now you know us all being very woke and yeah. terps and you know um beards and shit you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah. I, I, i'm i'm reckoning some of this got egged on a bit from the fucking solventless guys you know mm. them uh the yeah, heady crew. I, yeah. I think you've also i'm not sure if it's um, 4% or slightly higher but during the whole Paris Agreement thing when they were working out climate change something about something like a 4% section of agricultural land has to be devoted to re regenerative farming that you're discussing and that's just a start like that's the tip of the iceberg when you know 20 years later they can make it 20% of the land and show how productive regenerative is against 
big agriculture. Just a lot it's more a funny aware. thing, isn't it? I, it's that it's that funny thing where it's big ag would like to tell you that you they you couldn't feed the world without ammonium nitrate, and I guess we have less poverty in the world than we had when I was a child. I don't know how old you guys are. Um, yeah. I guess I don't know that's true, um, but I would have to say. My experience is that my fruit and your fruit are going to be about the same size. I don't think farming that way, it probably is, from a process standpoint, probably nice and easy, isn't it? They probably have part A, part B done. But, um, yeah, I bet this, I, I bet you could side by side a regenerative garden and uh, and a chemical garden, and I bet weight would be similar. Oh Have yeah, you I agree. These out, days, uh, Charles Dowding on YouTube, and he's got books and stuff. He's a UK gardener. He's a market gardener, and he grows produce. He calls it no dig, um, and I'm a big advocate of it because as soon as this current climate took over. I rolled out no dig on my front garden and turned it from a, like a shitty lawn to a food production site. Right. I'm almost certain someone alerted me to that bloke's stuff yesterday. I'm, I've started looking, but it'd be silly if I look now. I'm sure someone said to me yesterday, check this out. This dude, it's not a cannabis thing. It's, it's a garden thing, yeah? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a yeah. market gardener, but he grows a lot of he's an intensive market gardener as well and to do that no dig without fertilization it kind of it, it literally goes to show you can feed a good amount of people on a very small amount of space if it's managed correctly and, and what's his um what's his hook you know if we're into kelp and barley if we say say i was like you know an advocate for kelp barley and aloe they were my what's his his thing is good compost. Literally. Teas, yeah. No, no teas. Top dress, good compost, twice a year. Right. Just sprinkle it on and done. Well, Worms will deal with it. Six inches and then the plants and whatever gets taken out usually makes six inches worth of space again for the next topping. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's a really interesting... Just he, he works the cycle perfectly. So all the death and decay comes out, gets composted, and then when it's ready, it goes back available, yeah. basically. Yeah, I kind of love my compost heap. And again, it's brilliant for combating worms, because uh, sorry, combating slugs, because they've got nowhere to hide. In the UK, you're always dealing with like slug ideal conditions, but compost, they got nowhere to hide. And if you constantly... and what does he use for a cover crop? No covers. Really? Yeah. It's so intensively farmed that it kind of covers itself once it's done. Right. Okay. So the soil's covered. Yeah. It's kind of more starter plants put out. Then it'll be bare compost with the plug plants. But by the time it, by the time it comes to crop, it's so full. There's no... Yeah. There's spaces. no light on the ground as such. Yeah. It's real intense, nice. man. I think you'll enjoy it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. This is what I was saying just before we come on about everyone doing different things to get to the same end goal. And that's that's what I'm seeing and looking out and looking into having a go at growing in soil or wherever it's going to fall under. I don't know where I'm going to end up yet. But the, the point is, is, is it's the same thing, isn't it? It's been the same as growing for years. Everyone's doing the same thing, but slightly differently. So it's just going to keep evolving, which is a cool thing. And the more and more people that we get into it um, or get into the, to the organic, well, any, just into growing, what we grow and what we do, the more and more things that, that get picked up, get taught, get learned, and get found out. So probably going to be all, pretty bright. They're all tools in the toolbox, though. I think people yeah. get kind of weighed down by having to be. I'm strictly KNF. No, I'm strictly Shudan. Like, mm. if you kind of look at all all of it as regenerative in a way, that's, that's all that really matters. You're trying to make it a bit more local and a bit more morally justified. Uh, yeah, it's a bit more microbial. That's really all we're looking to make sure, you know, that there's a, an exchange going on rather than just pouring salt onto the roots or having, sorry, I won't say it like that, rather than having chelated products that are designed to feed the plant. We're just looking to look after the soil. Yeah. I don't it's know, just, man. That look, I think you kind of close a door to yourself if you say you're never looking to use chelated nutrients. Because there's ways to make nutrients bioavailable and chelated in the, in a process. I'd like to back out and agree because I think fish is pre-plant available from the way I see it act. But um, from and I also think you're right. There's no need for any rules. Um, the, the only thing I don't particularly, the only thing I'm not going to do is. Um, pull plants up out of the ground i will be cutting them off um i want to leave that that fungal network in place um but apart from that i don't really have any rules i'll tell you what though if you're ever looking to migrate a worm colony chuck a fresh root ball into your new space and them fuckers move (laughs) like i don't know why they're just like root ball i'm on it just dying material i guess that's just lovely for them yeah in my head i'm like i must have had a really good microbe colony on my roots if the worms are straight on the the root ball but then as well i'm kind of thinking are they going more of like um lurk in this what's the fucking word um where they hang out and wait for the prey to come to them because if a plant's roots are putting out all these exudates would a worm naturally hide within the roots and be like, well, the microbes are coming to me. Do you know what? I have no idea. They get a of thought, man. I'll just push it down I that think they, hole. I think they have to move all the time. Don't I'm under that think? impression too. At least yeah. a good majority of the time. It's kind of like that moment where life was like, wow, we worked out. We can be alive. Shit, we can't stop until we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> hang on we'll try again later yeah I don't think there's a lot of thinking going on it's not shit either I don't think of it as shit <laughs> no that, that's just my stone of my mind kind of going into a random rabbit hole for evolution's thought of pro- progression of life I was just popped in chat hello mate we, yeah big up everyone who's joined yeah, us like, we've we, we got lots of names crossing gonna... over Shout out to the Green Green Thirteens family making it over. Yeah. Um, 
what are you what are you going to do Kino? in what form is it going to take i am going to start off the lazy way because um i'm one of them people if i've got to do something i'll end up doing it i have to do it properly and if I try and jump into a GMO's frame of mind, I'm going to lose half my life of it. So I'm going to go with Greenhand Organics starter uh, mixes. I'm going to start with them and, and then I'm going to play. And if I enjoy playing and enjoy, you know, basically, I'm not going to be sitting there for six months building up a soil and, and doing all that. I'm going to buy a starter kit, which is going to be, consist of enough to create what I need inside a 20, 30 litre pot. And I'm going to go from there and I'm going to then start playing with amendments. I'm going to start playing with um, additives. And if I enjoy that, then I'm going to go for it, go for it. But I want to dip my toes in the water because I do really love my cocoa growing. I it, I grew in soil for many years. That was not what you boys are doing. That, that was like verve and throwing bottled nutrients for it. It wasn't any, it yeah, wasn't yeah. anything spectacular. So, but I could never crack it because I have to feed two mil per litre. I don't want to feed two mil, one mil, 1.5 mil, three mil over a month. I want to feed. So with cocoa, it's, it's a grown by numbers game. So it's a, it just fits into my head. But I do what I definitely want to go. So I'm literally going to start with a nice big pot, big enough pot to try and keep, like Green and Hannah Organic was saying, have a big enough pot to keep it alive and doing well. Yeah. Probably start with an auto flower, a small one, something like a low riders that you said, or maybe a little Afghan Kush auto. And I'm just going to stick it in the veg area and I'm going to play. And then I'll start adding the different amendments. What I'm looking forward to actually is looking, trying to find different things, which is we'll trying to uh, run before I can walk. But um, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of um, similarities between uh, animal feed market, fish bait market, which are the same thing. And what, you guys are using so that side of it i think could get me hooked as in trying to find different products that could be used or to try but at first i'm going to go another fisherman said this to me another fisherman asked me about worms and and the crossover yeah you'd be i mean that a lot of a lot of the stuff that what really jogged my mind i think we're talking to spartan and mentioned a few products and then gmo was talking it was like i used to make fishing bait and i used half of that to make boilies do you know what i mean but it's just been being people, as we said before, about some people will be using great big words, and it, but when people were just saying like, "Oh, I'm using this, and I'm using a bit of that flour and a bit of this," and it, I was like, "Hold on a minute, I've I've had all this in my hands. I've played with it. I used to sell it. I used to make fishing bait." So it sort of clicks in me a little bit. So I'll probably start off with whatever Green Greenhand Organic tells me to do. It looks after the forum, and I'll probably do like you know, if he says to use that, I'll use that. Next one, I'll tweak it a little bit, and I'll just it will just be a an auto flower basis on a in a veg area stuck in a corner in a big pot having a plate but yeah if i get into it to me if i can go and do what some of you guys have got to now where you are just adding water and you can do that easily then i mean what's not to love about that what's not to love about yeah. the ease of doing that you know it's part of the reason i went with cocoa because it's easier to fix the problems it's faster to fix problems it was um easier to diagnose it was easier all round with a little bit more effort a little bit more manual effort but the way it's working out now with what you boys are doing, Jesus, man, it's, yeah, it, it, that is, it's, you're not going to get much easier growing with the right effort put in first rather than throughout the grow. So, yep, yeah, start off with a pre-mix that I'm, whatever, I'm not, I'm not going to research too much. I'm just going to go and play. If it works out and it's for me, then I'll probably do something with a bed. I'll probably build a bed or something, a raised bed in, inside a tent. But, yeah, I'm not going to commit, commit. I just want to play for now and see where I end up. But I'm not, I, I think... I think I'll enjoy it. I do. Now I can read the plants better. We always say that for people to start growing, cocoa is brilliant because you can learn to change, read, fix, 
amend a plant so quickly in Coco. It's very forgiving. And I, when I started in saw, I messed up so many plants and I just didn't know what I was doing. Now I can replant, so it'll be a different story. You can just change. You can just change everything in the in the medium in one go, can't you? That's the thing. Yeah, it's like, because, uh, this is all wrong. Just flush that out and put a new X, Y, and Z in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you can you you could do that twice in one day if you really wanted to. I and mean, if you decided that you needed more calcium in something, you can just flush it through again. You're not you're not going to do if, as long as a pot's full of roots and it's got roots coming out the bottom, not as it's like a seedling. You can't really overdo it. There's lots of air in there. Yeah, you could just keep, I mean, you could almost, I mean, I, I wouldn't try it, but I mean, I'd reckon you could feed six hours of the day through a well-established 10-litre cocoa pot of a large plant in it. You can't overdo it, but that's the beauty of it. But now I can read a plant. I never used to be able to in salt. So I was trying to do something using bottled nutrients with a bag of verve. You didn't know what was going on, what was in there and what wasn't. And I just kept messing up and I almost lost the passion. And then someone said, get in cocoa. And I loved it. It's, it's, I love cocoa. So um, I am firm. I'm going to stick with me, Coco. Uh, Spartan's not going to convert me. He's converted a lot of my members, but not me. Um, but yeah, I want to play. I definitely want to play. I'm really looking forward to that side of it. And like I say, look, really looking in detail at some of the additives, what they're used for, how they're used, um, and why they're used, and, and go from there, man. So I'm excited about it, which I never thought I'd be saying. So Come on, man. Don't fight Spartan. Just look into his eyes. Yeah. You'll be all right. Follow him. There's definitely Follow a man him. crush going on with me and him, but <laughs> oh, that beard, man. <laughs> but no, he, but he, that he, is that is awesome. It sounds like I mean, not to be. It sounds very a very organic approach to the whole thing, as in just follow it in, and um, your guy there's going to look after you. Yeah. So, uh, and he said the same on his interview. He was like. I'm going to put myself out of business, but don't rush in. You yeah, take yeah. the initial thing, have a look. And uh, anyway, you'll start playing. You'll go to, um, for sure, like, you know, make some uh, corn sprout tea or something just different because the thing is you're a gardener and you're going to want a little, give it a little treat. Oh, let's all get it some, get it some coconut over. milk. Josh on the treat. other show said uh, it was scratching an itch as an ex-hydro grubber. Like yeah. you've got, you've still got to feed it something and feel like you, you're involved. Yeah, uh, mm. it's like ah, oh, there we go. I gave it a folio. Thank fuck. I feel better now. Yeah, yeah. You can just go and spray it with water. Like, you know, just to scratch that itch. <laughs> In your head. I'm cleaning twisted. the solar panels. That's what I'm doing. I'm just. I'll be quite happy the... just throwing water at it. I mean, I'm not one of them, but I do like tinkering with feed which is my problem. I've got shelves full of shit that I've bought that just didn't work or I didn't like, and I've used it for like two, three feeds. I didn't like it. I love tinkering. But then the way that I'm looking at it now is, is with the amended route, there is so many ways of tinkering with feed. I mean, you can tinker with feed you, with the, the additives and the stimulants and the microbials and even the cover crops. There's so many things that I can do differently to the next person. I don't want to be the same as someone. Not that I don't. I mean, I copy one of the growers on the forum. That's how I learned to grow in cocoa. But I can tinker as much as I want the same way that I do with the different PKs, boosts, enhancers in cocoa. So th th that's my avenue. I like kit. I like tinkering with, with feed. So be between them two, I can cover that now with this this organic growing. I know it's not called organic growing, but it's always been organic for, for many years. It's, why, you know, it's why, aren't we, why aren't we saying organic growing? I don't know about this. I was just saying, it's GMO. GMO likes to shoot me down. It, 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 no, it man, <laughs> it, it just became a, tab, a, tab, a taboo term on the forum for a long time. Like, as soon as I mentioned organic growing in any form, somebody's face would melt. Like, 
So yeah. What, what was it? The same to the EU, wasn't it? If it's not in the round, it's not. Oh no, nah, man. So basically, it was like 2012 or 2011 or something like that. But they they changed that instead of it. The wording basically said that to be organic, it had to have roots in the soil. Or, or in the ground, yeah, you said it right, which kind of implied that you couldn't have a potted plant that would be end product organic uh, if it was in a pot. So, but again, it changed so long ago that it all depends what term you end up looking at. Yeah. I, I, I think labeling it organic sometimes, this is going to sound really old school with me, but I, used, I mean, I've only just gone to LED. I was HPS and I wasn't going to go LED, but um, uh, Visible Sun very kindly gave me an LED and changed my mind it was the same with it's probably going to be the same with soil it's just organic sort of a label and like you said earlier, it shouldn't be labels it should be you know it, it, everyone should be doing their own thing so i like that the amendment and the super soils and things like that I, I like that in my head that then it's more broad than just everyone's an organic grower if they're growing something in a raised bed or a large pot if that makes sense so how are you feeling your beds then? I'm going to say G13, even though it's like, it's not your name. I heard it this morning. <laughs> I heard you going no, off. No, I like it. It's, I wasn't going off. It was uh, someone, in chat, said, someone <laughs> yeah. in chat said, are you anything to do with G13 seeds? And it's like, no, dude, nor the strain, nor nothing. It totally happened by mistake. It's like, one of them lucky don't... coincidences. Yeah, 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 totally. So we'll take it. What were you going but... to ask me? Um, yeah, how do you fill your beds, man? Like, do you start with like a horizon layer and then go in with a living soil mix and then top dress, or do you go, uh, yeah, talk us through how you'd fill up a new bed? Yes, I will. Um, I just noticed Jack's in, he was another one of your interviews. What's up, Jack? You're um, blushing now, are you? Whenever Jack turns up, I'm like, oh god, I'm, re I'm red in the face. Thank heavens, I'm not on camera. How comes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is, is, Jake, is Jake your man crush? Uh, no, probably GMOs. I've got, I've got, got a few of them. I'm not going to lie. Any, anyone with a brain, I'm like, Spot i got a semi-lob on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you just ask me? I was just thinking about... Thinking yeah, about Spot and Jack. It happens. <laughs> what the um, fuck? <laughs> so, yeah, if you, were, if you had a brand new spanking space and you yeah, were in a filler okay. bed... Walk us through that. So, so I run a SIP system, which I think you're probably, this is probably a leading question, but totally cool. Um, first thing I will put in is a few inches, three inches, four inches of 10 centimeters, I should be saying, um, clay pebbles. I will then put, uh, I have had, uh, I've been lucky enough to have a relationship with Eco Thrive, so I have been putting test soil in my beds. But previous to that, I made a complete. My first bed is a complete Cornell mix, coop mix um, that I put together. Um, <laughs> so that is a full-on thing to do. I can tell you that. I'm quite pleased that someone else took over and helped me out with that. Um, so then a layer of that. And then um, a layer of compost and then a layer of a pretty thick layer of wood shavings. And now that is there for a couple of reasons. Firstly, we don't grow rice, so I haven't got any rice holes. Um, but really, I need to make sure that that SIP system has a cap on it, really. It's sort of, I'm, I'm kind of 
it definitely is an anaerobic. There's air down there, but I'm making sure that that the heat is not taking all the water out of that bed. It is such there's such big beds. I would have a real trying time with humidity if I didn't have that thick layer of shavings. Um, and in fact, the first time I used that bed, I found out later that I pretty much barbecued all the worms because the top layer was so dry. Now the grow came out great, but the worms were not happy. Sorry, dude. So you cut, you kind of came into um, sort of uh, saw shaving, wood shavings? Wood shavings, yeah. hot hardwood. They're hardwood shavings, and the reason is because they're available to me. So super um, regenerative. Hey, awesome for mycelium growth as well, man. All that linked Yes. Just fungi. Yeah, and it's absolutely filled with um, with barley, so... Uh, do you use any kind of frass or anything? Because recently, I'm sure you heard it on the show with, with Greenhand Organics, but mixing frass and barley can kind of activate the, because the amylase beta, I want to say. It can really AMB. Help, uh, yeah. yeah, it can really help break down the lignin in barley. It's kind of one of them two for one deals. If you add them together, you get more than they were separate. Is that where you were... Right. I did catch that. It makes more sense now. Um, yes, I am. I use EcoThrive... Um, forgotten what it is. Mealworm. Mealworm for us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, indeed. But um, you shouldn't use too much for us for some reason. That is escaping me for a minute now. Like you shouldn't use it too often, I don't think. But I do use it, and it makes. I mean, it's a great product, really. Yeah, I think with most press, it's like um, you just got to be careful what microbes you're introducing that are potentially alien to the situation. All press is super bioactive in it. Yes. As soon as you start swinging your colony, your colonies, then it's like, oh, man, all right, dial back the worm castings. <laughs> Or re-inoculate my worm bin because something's gone peat tall. So have you not have you not got a worm bin yet, GMO? I've got two. Oh good. I'm, okay, great. Yeah, I'm looking to expand it as soon as they're ready. I've kind of become addicted. The daughter loves them as well, so it's like I can't help it. The cycle's quick, huh? Quicker than you think a bit. Um, I, I started with a low count because I was like, winter's coming, it's going to have to be indoors, okay. I've, I've got limited space. So okay. I only started with half a kilo, but if you're feeding them right once they're happy, they do just kind of turn through stuff. A great little cheeky tri uh, trick to get things moving real quick is um, if you start a new bin, just put a load of worm castings in it because the biology is already there. They get super happy straight away. Nice. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to steal that for sure. Yeah. It, <laughs> it, it's just a really quick way to get you off the ground. Just don't harvest your last bin or harvest it. Put some new material in for those ones and just take all that material and put it in the new bin. And then really quickly, they'll be finished with it and they'll move on to the new bedding. But they'll just do it without running out onto the pavement, onto the floor. And so, you know, they'll just be really happy in there. 
nice, nice. It don't don't because it was almost like the weather change period when I really started the worms. They took a little while to adjust because they were cold as hell when they arrived. But now that they're kind of cooking nicely, I've not had any escapees for a, a long while. To be fair, I put. I guess my. It's a regular size sort of worm bin. I guess they're like 60 by 60, maybe centimetres. And um, I put six or eight male plants of a good size, waist height, chest height plants in there. And I think that they consumed those plants in seven weeks. That's good. Crazy. Did you yeah. chuck them in whole so, as well? No. I was I mean, say. <laughs> no, they get it's all pretty chopped up and sliced up, but um that's pretty amazing, isn't it? That's that's getting through some material. Yeah, man. And that's so, a and so, that's a big population you must be holding. Yeah. There's a few trays full and it's been rolling ages. So I kinda love it too, mate. <laughs> are you throwing your own worm castings into the beds as well when you're doing your top dress and between cycle stuff yeah if, I mean yes that's what will happen there's a load out drying at the moment or just yeah um, ready for a flip over so I'll push back all the sawdust and put some castings down um I just, it's the only amendment really that I'm going to use. That I've, I've, I heard you talking about um, kelp the other day, and I'm going to put it through the worms before putting it in the. I, I sort of understood what you were talking about, and I don't really know where it's farmed. And it is farmed. And the thing about it is, is it's incredibly plentiful, and it is like. It's you almost know, a shame not so to use many it. Pluses. I'm going to use it. I'm yeah, not man. To what you said. I've got to use it. I mean, but I I'm bet gonna, my I'm council would pay me to pick it up. Like it's so, like bountiful around here, plentiful. That yeah, like it is almost a real shame that it kind of goes to waste. But I'm wondering if you could burn it and actually turn it into uh, pot ash. Is it pot ash? No. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um. But then you could basically use it like as bioactive foliar and stuff like that. Oh, I would, it would be hard for me not to use that. But yeah. I understand. I understand. It's it's probably filthy. But yeah, I think I'd feed. I, I think I'd start feeding it to my worms. Well, I almost get a little terrorised on the forum for it because you know, then yourself in the UK, where well. There's not. It's dirty, you can't. Man. You can't get. You can't get the test to tell you it's not. It's well. You can't get a test to tell you you're carrying heavy metals. So it's almost like blissful ignorance sometimes. If that makes sense, like I'm never gonna know that I've got uh fucking radium or some random shit. But because there's a potential that somebody else got it from a source, then I'm like, eh, I might just avoid that source. Yeah, I think it might just die of cancer. That might be how you find out, dude. Yeah, man. Fucking pretty hideous. I don't know. I'd like to do a Tao job and live to 168. I got to make a lot more oil though. Yeah. 
I've not gone quiet. I was just going through your Instagram. You're on about your setting up a bed, and you've got a step by step post on there, haven't you? Um, you uh, well, well, only six images, but with the clay pebbles, and then you've got the airports going on top of that, and then so everyone that hasn't done it wants to see. So is that you dug that into the floor underneath the house, or into the the will be the the uh, joist under there? I think you're looking at something really old. Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just scanning through as we're talking, and you said that, and I come across it, and so obviously the bed I think you use now. What what folder did you go into? Folder, not folder. It's on the Instagram on your main Instagram page. Yeah, right? um, yeah. It's a green tarpaulin you're using. I think it's oh, okay. it's, the, it's the one you're yeah. using now. It's obviously when you first set it up. I just it just yeah, I was literally flicking through, and you said that, and it was like, wow, yeah, that, that's what, exactly what you mean. So it's worth a look for anyone that doesn't know. So how have you done that? How, how you? It's, it's lower than floor airpods. level. Airpods, AirPods on yeah. top. Yeah. That's clever, man. Yeah, that's old. That's frugal force. If if you I don't use any pots now. No, no, uh to make your horizon layer for the uh, oh, hydro. Yes. I'm on that picture, yeah. Great. That's me getting rid of plastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what am I gonna do with this? Um that's, that's a clever use though, man. That must hold the balls in place really well, and then you don't get any drift if there is like a top feed saturation and shit. Yeah, I totally thought it was the best thing in the world, but I didn't do it with the last bed and I'm probably not going to do it again, actually. Um, but I do use it on another weird little system outdoors where I just use a, there's another thing on the Instagram about it where I just use like a little tray. It's just like, it's the same system, but really condensed. And um, I'll it's use the plastic. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'm use the plastic. Person. I'll use the plastic layer there because it means at the end of the season I can just chuck that soil out. But because I'm never going to chuck. Basically, that was about a conversation I had with um, Smiley Gardens, and that was to do with a garden, a conversation he had with Leighton Morrison about sediment buildup in that bottom layer, and I understand it, and that's a probably a true story. But I reckon I'll have taken it apart a million times over before sediment appears in that bottom <laughs> layer. <laughs> so I'm not concerned about it, but mm. I am glad that I kind of buried that plastic in there anyway. Uh, and it's a it way works. to make use of it, isn't it? I mean, the amount of plastic yeah. that's thrown away is a fair play. Making use of it to grow as organically yes. as you possibly can, growing your own without all... Um, and the nooses and that. So yeah, it just interested me because I, I, it's just that goes quite a way down that green tarpaulin. And I was wondering how you got it down that far. Is that going underneath the house? Or... No, it's built up. You built it up, so it's a raised bed. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fair play. Oh, Agent Orange seeds as well. I've just seen on there. Very You're popular a train on the forum. Yeah. Very popular well, train. Is it? Well, we're doing a thing for um, Subcool's birthday. A load of us started growing. Um, with eagle like fact, growing along with eagle is that the hashtag yeah i've seen that yeah. I, I don't think it's a long i think it's just growing with eagle hashtag um, growing with eagle yeah so and that was all to do with some beans that um were arranged for us to receive and um so we're all grown together but um none of my agent orange came up which is incredibly weird but all of my jelly bean came up in 24 hours. So two completely diverse reactions to something. You reckon um, they had an argument during transit? 
Yeah. <laughs> and then one of the beans, uh, the jelly beans just right. like beat, beat the crap out of the subcourt, uh, the TGA. Right, dudes, we're getting irradiated. Cover yourself with Agent Orange seeds. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Agent Orange. That's yeah, probably one of my favourite trains. I've done it for a bit too long, so I've had to move away from it, but I'll definitely be going back to it. It's a real nice yeah. train, man. Very nice train. Big girl as well. If you get the right uh, pheno, it is a big, big girl. Okay, and do you know anything about Jelly Bean? I don't know. I've, I've heard of Jelly Bean, but no, I haven't. Um, That's been on my hit list since yeah. I first joined a forum. One of my first like forum friends was like, I'm going to grow this. And I was like, what the hell is that? And it's been an obsession ever since. I understand it's going to be like, like a jelly bean. It's going to be a really neon, full-on flavour, um, fruity sort of sweet. It's almost like what every hype strain should be before there were hype strains. That's what I picture in my head as jelly bean if that makes sense yeah i call them neon strains i don't know why i just things that are sort of loud and almost so full on they're fake you know god damn this is so strawberry it's like fake strawberry strawberry sweets this That's might the be orange a bit of a... like the, 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 people say that with the orange is so, so orangey that people puts people off almost the agent orange so it's almost like it's fake. I mean, I remember people saying when they used to go fishing and that, like, you just, have you got that off, put orange peel in there and all that? But it wasn't. It's just, it was that orangey. We often say, like, when you, you harvest it, you don't smell the skunk. It's just, you just smell of orange. It's amazing. It's, you, if you can get your hands on it, you should definitely try and try and do it. It's unique, is what it is. Okay. Wicked. I'm, I'm sure I'll be able to. Hmm. Most of the people in chat right now are weed nerds. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 they stopped doing it, didn't they? I, I, didn't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, and I don't. I know there was whatever reasons, but yeah, I was, a couple of people kept a, 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 a genotype back as a clone, so I'd lucky to keep that one that way. But yeah, I'd love to get some seeds of it myself, just to have them there, because you know you never know. It's always have backup in seeds, even if you've got the mum. So it's a real unique girl. You won't regret it. I mean, it's, you're going to love or hate it, but you won't regret growing it. It's a beautiful, I'm trying to find a decent picture of it on this thing now, but with too many pictures in this Dropbox, but it is a real unique, beautiful plant. Great. It's so, so many times I can't bloody find it. I was going to yeah. ask, um, do you find with the hype stuff that because we have to grow 90% of it from, from seed, that it's a lot more difficult to find the hype pheno or are you more growing a lot of um exotic genetics already um so i get some hype stuff because i'm a lucky boy and i struggle with it because it's shit some of them need such fuzzy plants dude i really do i'm like i'm a gardener to a degree i want you to come along and help me a bit as well um i probably give plants too much light and i probably run too many cookie strains that don't want any light um i much prefer I think the actual issue is actually getting plant getting getting cuts from people when it's been a salt plant and the plant was selected as a salt plant was grown as a salt plant you get it it's fucking miserable 
it don't want and and it's not going to get happy you're going to put it in a, some soil and it's going to be pissed off and then you're going to run it and it's going to be pissed off and then you're going to run it and it's going to be okay um and that's long what i just said that's like Six months, months in. that's that's yeah that's it's really a bit more than that isn't it if you unless you get right on it so um, yeah unless you know it's already going to be a problem and you're having to cycle it i like seeds a lot i mean i like to i like peanut hunting that's what i really do like um you can't always do that it can't be that all the time because that's it's quite intense actually um you've definitely got to keep your eyes open and it's definitely difficult to have a nice shaped room and some other concerns that we won't discuss um so that's what i prefer however there is some nice shit that i would like to condition to soil but it's trying isn't it what about you guys what do you feel about that yeah i'm in a very similar boat at the minute like i'm trying to do a pheno hunt while trying to keep myself supplied because i you you, you boys can get anything you want you know really well there's one of them things can you really because every source needs to be fully trusted because i've said it on many shows when i was buying weed i'd sit next to my dealer he'd pick up and then he'd rename it before he handed it to me like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i really take that train of thought into anybody claiming they own a certain strain or cut or clone and i think that maybe also comes from almost never finding the stated pheno when looking for these exotic genetics in seeds but then i only ever do like a four or five seed run so i don't feel i do them real justice Mm. yeah uh, but we 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 uh, we got a lot of breeders that look after us and we can but uh, the, it's the hype stuff i just I, i'd have a go at it and i'm back on the old school stuff after a grow for four grows and then something else tickles me fancy but uh i, I don't know I with the think, hype stuff i think you've got to play your own pharaoh plow, plow your own furrow and create your own hype haven't you yeah, this is the thing. I mean, I don't get lost in it. I'll make sure I don't get lost in it. But something comes along one every now and then. It'll just be, oh, yeah, that's a bit of me. You can just buy the description. We all know now. We all know. Been doing this yeah. life. Don't read the descriptions. Don't look at the pictures. Don't you know? And that's even from top readers because even the the people that don't exaggerate what they're trying to sell you, it's grown by top growers underneath the best lights in CO two recycled air conditions. That it's not my shed underneath my lights. You know what I mean? So. But you do get caught up sometimes. I've done it a few times, or I've I've, I've done grow outs with people, and yeah, I just end up going back. Like just before I'm about to shut down because of this move, I was doing OG uh, no, uh, OG Kush White Widow Northern Lights because I just got fed up with the new stuff, man. I just start I, I don't want to do no more new stuff. Every time I do new stuff, it, 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 it seems to not like feed, and they seem to like you said not like light, and that just don't sit well with an indoor grower. <laughs> You're trying to put not as much like we don't have to put too no, much. That's my power. Come on. <laughs> this is it. Yeah. 15 million watt in a 1.2, 1.2. But if we could, we would. But they just don't seem to want to be fed these plants. <laughs> I don't know what it is. The old like cheeses and the old cushions, you, you could batter them about. You know what I mean? You could really go to work with them. But I've done, what was it I've done? 
I've done a, a multi-strain grow for Dutch Passion, and it was one of them was cookies cross sherbet. I think it was meringue. I can't remember. It was something like that. The rest of them had like there was a couple of old school strains in there. Another one was sort of old school, new school, and they were happy, like not not heavy feed, just a reasonable feed. But this it ended up being beautiful, beautiful. I only got like a ounce and a half off each plant. Um, but it ended up being beautiful. But again, they just mutated. Like, that, that, uh, what would be a low feed for the sort of strains that I grow was just fucking nuking them. I weren't doing four different feeds in cocoa. It's just not happening. But they just didn't want I to just, be fed. I just watched my boy run two OG-style strains. And I'm fucking jealous, man. Big, yeah. chunky, honest fucking ganjo. Just no fucking about it. It stinks. And I was like, yeah, that's wicked. No flouncy fucking gelato. And like, that's my thing. But listen, it was, it felt really honest. Like a proper honest grow. Yeah. That's, that's what you get from old school. You get a proper honest grow. You get... I don't know, just say about the structure of the older plants. Now, I've been on this one many a time, so I'm not going to go into it in heavy detail, but I just think that the hype strains of three years ago are now the mothers and fathers of the hype strains of today. Yeah. And what <laughs> happens is, is like before, you had like Mazars and Special Queens and Criticals. They were the mothers for many years. Like people had these and they crossed these select uh, like 30-year-old monster plants with one plant. Now you've got Cookie sherbet cross gelato cross fucking Gorilla Glue 4, but you don't really know if that was Gorilla Glue 4 or what it went. And before you know it, even like the top breeders, the top boys out there, the strains are just not stress tested. They are properly stress tested from the big companies. I'm not putting them down that way. What I'm saying is, is there isn't a 10, 12 year old proven brute there that's the mother that's been crossed with a new one. Now you've got two strains that were hype strains two years ago that are now mothers of the latest hype strain. And it's just, to me, it's just a, a wash of genetics. There's no straight line with it. I don't know if, if I'm making sense, but it's not, there's too much going on in the genetic pool in these new strains sometimes. And I think that's it's half weak. the problem. Weak genetics followed by weak genetics because exactly. we're following terms. So, yeah, I'm, I'm but firm, We love I'm, a freak, man. That's the thing. When we do a pheno hunt, we're looking for the outlier. And sometimes it really doesn't matter if it was the most ball leg to grow or not. It's still the one that blows your socks off. That's just right. me. You're I'm not, right. I'm not what saying, but, saying. Yeah, is... I'm not saying for the hype train. I'm saying if it really ticks all your boxes, then that's your hype strain. Oh, yeah. Look, that's what I said. That meringue. That meringue was saying a bit special, but I got an ounce and half of it. When other ones were doing five to seven because it just you if you showed it a bottle of nutrient it, it, it fell over it was like oh, no please don't don't kill me you know you just couldn't feed the thing couldn't feed it i had to lift the light up above it like much higher because that was freaking it out so yeah it's it, it's i think no these fun, hype strains hype strains let someone else grow them and i'll smoke it all day long for me <laughs> I, I just want my fucking cushions and shit man give me them big beastly plants and i'll have them one other thing i will give credit to the cookies and stuff too they have made trim so much easier like chasing sugar leaf is just my personal like yeah, hell yeah, yeah. I, like if i was in the ninth that's layer actually of hell, part of my selection process if i'm on it i i always remind people when you're doing a mother hunt don't settle and trimmability is so high because you can't hate trimming a plant that you're you plan to run forever like yeah that, that would be soul destroying 
So yeah. I like that one where you pick, 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 pick. That's done. Three that leaves, man. Done. Like, I really like the ones that are a fan leaf, and then you get the three little leaves at the bottom that kind of encapsulate your bud while it's drying. And then, yeah, it's just ding, 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 done. And it's peach. You know, the one that, the one that done me was another old school one, Mazar. That was such a nice plant. You didn't need scissors for that plant. It just grew like single long sugar leaves. It was really weird. Real old school. It reminded me of like a Northern Light original. And you just held it from the bottom. It was just one big cola and you just plucked these leaves. Just plucked. That's it. And it, it was down in minutes. And then the newest, the same, funny enough, the newest stuff in there took me hours, man. I, off of it, I didn't even bother trimming up properly. I got the ump of it. But yeah, true ability has to be a major factor if you're going to be, especially if you're doing more than say four plants. If you get above four plants, trimming is like the worst thing you could be doing man there's nothing quite as bad as trimming in my opinion when you've got a lot of plants uh, anyway do you know what i think trimming gets a bad a bad deal first hour is fucking excellent of every crop but i actually hate plucking i actually hate stripping plants more than i hate trimming at least with trimming i can sit still yeah. plucking my back is killing me and yeah i just don't enjoy that job uh, trimming i'm gonna be listening to your show and some music mind you i could be doing that when i'm fucking plucking as well it, it, you know, never do trimming, though man. i always forget to put my headphones on before i climb into the tent and i'm like fuck man now i'm in this <coughs> really weird yoga position tucked between three plants like ducking under a canopy trying to reach stuff i'm not getting out of here to go get music like trim and you set yourself up nicely so i yeah a nice trim again kino razzed me for it but i can enjoy a good trim i don't get you you're strange but yeah we'll, we'll leave it there he, but, he does he will enjoy like, his trim like green 13 saying, man like, <laughs> if you set yourself up nice you've got a nice comfy chair you got like your trim stuff in position everything around you i even do it next to the kettle and like the computer so i'm literally just chill like, yeah uh, I've just got a trim tray so that I can, you know, get settled. And do you know what I'm talking about? The Is it a trim bin? Yeah. I, I got to admit, I'm cheap as fuck. I bought an underbed storage tub that's 35 litres. And I've just kind of like, I've used Dude. it so much, it started no, to bend at the front. I've so done, now my I've elbow's fitting perfect. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck off, they're not having my money. But then I ended up wanting to have that screen there. I, I do it. I sh do dry shake afterwards anyway, so it's kind of okay, part and parcel. Cool. I've not got um. Stopping. You might have to teach me about that. Always, man. I um vaping stuff because a lot of people used to use um steel meshes for vapes when they were trying to quit tobacco. Um, those vape screens they come in literally all the grades of mesh that you'll need, and then I just bought an embroidery ring so I could keep it taut. Glass bowl, job's good. Nice. Like, yeah, it's effortless. And I think of it as one of them traditional kind of arts that you can't overthink it. As soon as you start complicating it, you're almost making it worse. And so what do you do with that afterwards? Just use it as hash? Well, yeah, I usually go with the Frenchy method to roll it if I'm going to turn it into like an active hash, but I'll keep it as loose keef. I don't know, I've got some here that, it's kind of setting now but it's probably about six months old and it goes really nice like amber colors <laughs> nice so yeah and then you can kind of cocktail the different shit if you 
section them off but i tend to chuck all my trim into a big tub and then leave it until i've got enough to do like a yield's worth of run i, I like to get a, mm. a good bit at the end of it nice not a lot yeah, of agent orange but another we say nice to trim i put a picture up because i was trying to find it earlier that's the agent orange there if it's coming up or not um Ooh. but it's the trim mate it's another one that you you can get through them eight plants in six hours i mean it, it don't take long compared it's to zoom in though man mm? like, it, it's a sugar leaf son of a gun I can't zoom on that. Yeah, I know. Technical just, stuff, I'm, man. I'm being, I'm being mean. <laughs> it's uh, technical I'm, stuff. Leave me alone. I'm a proper weed snob. As soon as there's like one fingered fan leaves popping out between calyx, I'm like, I don't like you. You're, yeah. you're now a seven in my books, even if you slow my mind <laughs> with the smoke. No, I love Asian orange, man. Uh, I thought you every, said you like trim, GMO. No, I like a good trim. That's a good-looking plant, Kino. Yeah, he's a beast. She's a beast. She's, that's not me. Both that's her you. doing the work, mate. Yeah. She. That's her. Honestly, that's not me trying to be um, humble. That's her doing the work. She. You have to grow her. If you if you come across that pheno there, it grows itself. And thing is, it will stretch three foot in flowers. So you have to be prepared. But there's another net down there. It's like four inches above the pot. That's where I scrogged it. That second net, just to hold her up. But she's a. It. It. it the orange smell that comes off of her. Is unreal. It's not at all skunky. It is just, just orange, man. It's just orange. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm going to stop digging the plant up. But that does want to just show you who was talking about it. But it is very, very easy trim as well. So definitely, just should be on the hit list if you can get hold of them. I want to get some seeds as well because I don't. You can't get them. I don't think unless people have got them. That's the problem. So I think it's also depends on know, the way your cycle growing. Um. I try and harvest every week to two weeks. So if a trim's not good, I'm really upset about it. And sometimes they just won't get trimmed. I just get jarred because I can't, I've put it off for so long. And one of them, like, I'll just pick it as, I, as I'm smoking it. I have a pile of crap on my trim, on my um, rolling tray that is just stuff that's peeled off from what is stuff that I haven't trimmed for myself. Yeah. My smoke station has like, four different jars so i'm like okay the bud stalks go in there the fucking sugar leaf goes in there and then when the uh, yeah then i've usually got two or three different buds that are sat on the side but yeah it's sugar leaf's my personal bane that's why i do kind of like cookie traits for that when you get the real dense like a teardrop shape when it's just hit the surface of something does that make sense yeah I also think they're beautiful. I just don't enjoy growing them anymore. Yeah, Again, be- full credit to the old school genetics. Um, Teo earlier was shouting out my amnesia. And again, that's more credit to Royal Queen Seeds for yeah, old school on. brute genetics. So the, but, a lot of their strains have got that. Even the new stuff, this is what I'm saying. They breed it with their old stuff, Royal Queen. You see that in the way their plants are. Even their newer stuff has got hints of that old school... I can only liken it to like, I keep saying Northern Lights. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen old Northern Lights plants, but just old Afghans and things like that. A lot of Royal Queen stuff has that lean to it. And I think that's what they do. It's not like a lot of people just throwing one year old plants at one year old plants. Sorry. I have had a lot of luck from that company. I don't want to, I don't want to jump on anything too much, but I have had some good stuff from Royal Queen seeds. I've only had one seed that didn't germ, and I've had majority of my nine out of ten plants that I kind of kept for a cycle or two have all come from Royal Queen. Huh. 
So yeah, I, I got decent stalks and shit, huh? They real support themselves, like brutes. That's interesting. But then we're talking we've gen- all said that. Talking genetics. What what's in your garden at the moment? So I have a green gelato from um, Royal Queen's Seeds, which is an absolute monster. And I that was one lots. I lost, man. That's that is literally one of my one that got away. I, I had to put it out in the wild as I had a security issue, and it was the only one I didn't manage to pick back up. Because I'm dead. So yeah, big um, up green gelato. I have got a wedding cake which is sour genetics which was a cut i have got um blue sherbet which is blue cookies times sunset sherbet which is sour genetics and i have got no i haven't i have just thrown on the heap the most amazing sherbet queen that just doesn't perform well enough but is epically beautiful probably probably the nicest smoke ever oh man that's a big thing to say no yeah it probably is but wow man that that's that's big i think they were talking about it in chat sometimes yield doesn't matter when the smoke is worth it but was it that much of a ball ache um it's not a ball ache at all it's just that like that ain't good enough, I'm afraid. Like couple, I've had it perform right, and it got a scenario that it loved. But I have not created that scenario two times running now, and like I can't have that really. I mean, that's gone. <laughs> it's, it's gone. No man, I, definitely. I, at one when you're point, for stable medication, one... it needs to last you the cycles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, electricity is expensive. So that's what that is, really. I mean, you've got to be smart about it a bit if you have to, if your scenario dictates, let's say. Yeah, I mean, I've heard people say sometimes with them low yielding strains, you can like sog them out so that you can kind of just bring a single collar traits in. But do you really want to be running a completely alien style to cater to a certain type of genetics sometimes it tastes like the one but it's not quite the one i that that it was weird how it came about the other two need another run they do really need it and they were a gift and there is no space there really isn't space for three so you know what like it's maybe just time to move forwards that's all let's just put it like that just shoving me onto something else, which it, it might just be that that blue sherbet turns out great. I do not run things great on the first run. I, for whatever reason, well, I pro- the reason is probably I give them too much light. Um, I always so, say it's, it's nice to leave space to improve. Yeah. So yeah, man, you, you always got to run it. How? Well, yeah, just, just run it middle middle lane to begin with and then you really understand what's going on next time you can't expect yeah, just, to push yeah, everything first go everyone really realistically is it that's got to change because i'm going to give it too much light again next time <laughs> as well <laughs> i think that's another thing that we suffer from on this island with people is too much light man 
<laughs> it got to be done, isn't it? You have to have trying. I remember once trying to fit twelve hundred watt uh, vertical bulbs in a one point two by zero point six, one down low, one up high, for two plants. But I knew what I was doing back then. You know what I mean? I wouldn't listen to anyone. Nah. Yeah, that's fucking insane. But 40 degrees, it doesn't matter. It's, 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 this is the shit you give yourself excuses for. Like, well, it, it grows in like on the equator, it's fine at 40 degrees. People are telling you, like, no, they're going to die. And it's like, no, no. Yeah. Like, more light is more. But on, on more, <laughs> what we were what you were saying there is, is it is important yield on, on, on a keeper and a rerun. That it really pisses me off when you get people, oh, it's not about yield. But no, it is. Especially if you're doing it where we are and we shouldn't be doing it. And you can only grow four. You don't want to be growing an ounce of plant because electricity. I don't know how much them beds cost or the work that goes into them that you do, but you can't be growing mm-hmm. four ounces a run. You've got to be mm-hmm. self-sufficient with it. You have to be, and that really gripes me. Like you got to start. Like the Asian orange is a big girl, and people are like yeah, but it's not just about you. No, it's a really nice plant as well. But I've had it before. I've people try and shoot it down on on Instagram or something. It's, it's like no, well, I don't want to be growing four ounces. It's got to last me. To the next one. The thing you know is, I mean? oh, I'm paying 200, 300 pounds again in a month's time. Yeah. It's madness. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like drum and bass records, isn't it? Oh, God. Don't get there's me started. Drum and bass. There's oh, an oh. infinite amount, an infinite yeah. amount. Like, yeah. we're just going to nick a bit from that one and on to the next one. So if, there's, if the menu is infinite, then a keeper does have to have everything. It has to have everything yeah. if you're smart about it. So I, I don't know, but it's like, this just it occurred to me while you were talking then about, as I said, about that multi-strain growth and the fact that that meringue was just not having the same feed. Now, obviously, in these beds that you guys are doing, that wouldn't be an issue for multi-strain when you were listing your strains out then. Um, what point I was going to get on to now with that? But, um, it becomes more environment. Is that what you were going to say? No, no, as in, as in multi-strain, running multi-strains, because obviously you're not feeding the plants, the plants taking what they want. Um. And then it would let you play a bit more. Like for me, if I want to sort of have a uh, try and find a few um, different strains to try and find keepers, I have to sort of run in, in that one, that tent there, I'd have eight plants. It'd be four of one, four of the other. I can't really go more than that because they're just not that happy. If you don't oh, get the same thing. I get feet, what you're talking about. You yeah, I can I, easily, in a four by four, I can easily put nine, which we'll just call that a 10 pack. Yeah. And so that's actually a really good set of selection. Yeah. Yeah. So, but for me, yeah, I have yeah, to have two strains. Really helps that. I've got eight plants, but it has to be two, two strains because if I've got four plants and they want four different feet, it's impossible in cocoa. I don't care who you are; it's impossible. It's, it's too, that becomes too much work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Four different it, feeds, it, four sets of pH, four ECs. No man, it's, it's. But what you do makes that. See, it's just become a bit more interesting to me now because I like doing multi-strain growth. It's just never been that easy to do in the setups that I use. So. Yeah. yeah. That's a big sales pitch I've never heard before. Yeah, to be see. honest, so yes. I like that. I'm, I'm actually now like, yeah, now I'm a little bit excited. I think I could run eight different strains in the same area. <laughs> so, yeah, find some keepers. That's what I said, find keepers. And that's what I was going to get to. Sorry about clones, mate. You said clones earlier. Now, um, it's something I always recommend to people, especially. I don't know if it would be again another thing that would be something to recommend to people going into. I know nothing about. Um, this no-till or amended growing. What I'm saying is, is to really learn your setup and your lighting, you are best off running a strain two, three times, but identical strain clones, because that plant, the first grow, you will learn that it likes the light at 24 inches, and you will learn that it likes this much water going through it at this day. I don't know about, I'm not going to try and say that I know what's going on underneath the ground in what you guys do, but it likes this much water, it likes this temperature, it likes that heat. 
So it likes on the second row, you know, your lights need to be at 24 inches because that was where it was happiest. So you can think, well, I'll push it down to 18 inches so I can get it a bit closer. If you grow the same strain, identical from clone, three or four times in a row, you will learn your lights and you will learn. Obviously, every strain will react differently, yes, but you will learn your setup and your style of growing like, like nothing else. That's what I learned from growing with clones, growing the cheeses and the XOs that I did. I learned my setup. I learned to use my parabolics and then um, the, the different shades and I was using my cool hoods. I got to use them perfectly. I got to use my setup, my space, my training, my scrogs. But because I was running the same plant, I learned how that would react. Now, the next plant will react differently. But the point is, is you're working with a, a solid. Um, what do they call so it, differently. It might be completely diverse, might it? Completely different. It could be completely different. But what, what I'm getting at is, is you can learn from, you know, your setup. Like if it just like say if something goes wrong, humidity, temperature, it could be a whole range of things. But to really dial your setups in, there's no better way to do that and running the same strain just a few times find a keeper do some clones and really go for it but then again with what you're doing and the style of growing you're doing doesn't really come into effect with the feed side of it which is no, a big it part could, of it could help you about. dial in your bed though man if you're yes, talking about saying, it that it, way it could you've got to run it twice you've got to run it twice if you think if it's in the running if it's in the running as a keeper yeah. you've got to run it twice if someone if your mate gave it to you and you've seen him kick ass with it you've got to run it twice it'll definitely run better the second time yeah exactly but then I the mean, third different. time and the fourth time like, i don't know i didn't want to say that because gmo just said it because i don't know anything about the beds you can really learn your bed you know you can really sort of it, it, when, I, when i run the same strain three four times in a row from clone i really started to understand what the feed was doing and obviously it will be different with the next round, but I really started to understand when the PK would kick in, when that boost would kick in. Believe when... me, the bed is complicated. It's fucking complicated. I was happy a minute ago. That's one thing. We, you have to tell uh, people on, it's not, but the passion for it kind of becomes. Like, yeah. the bed you is, can make the bed it is... so complex when you love it. Mine is a dual root zone bed. You don't have to do the sit bed thing, and I don't think you will, but that's what makes it it's not complicated. It's just different as far as, well, it's like you said, you're going to learn your bed. Okay. I have, or I am starting to, I mean, and like for sure what I put down in the pebbles and what it, it, it drinks separately. It, it drinks that stuff from the bottom and it acts differently. Um, I can equally not feed the bottom and it can take food and moisture from the soil and it's crazy interesting to sort of muck about like that i had a situation at the beginning of this run where some wood in the bottom of my bed which is hugel culture which you haven't gotten to um i was stealing some nitrogen out of the soil and so i was putting some fish hydronosate down into the bottom and it was just really super interesting to watch directly how that plant reacted to those roots within a very short period of time. So the dual root zone's kind of crazy and kind of interesting. And I've also been doing some work with Eco Thrive, who sent me some testing equipment and a probe that goes down and puts a millibar pressure on how much liquid is in that big body of soil. And so I do have a number to work to. Um, and I use a couple other electric probes as well. That's like a, a barometric thing, like a pressure 
and then I use a couple of electric probes. So yeah, it is. It's not complicated, but it is interesting. But that's sort of definitely the sip bed side of it. That sort of moisture thing. I like that side. I'm not going to lie. I'm running a sip at the moment, as well as kind of like some big sacks, basically, um, just to do a few tests of what's going to work best and kind of show off the difference between a cocoa massive root zone and um, well, a mixed root zone of like with a cover crop, a load of different shit against basically i've thrown all my leftovers so i had a fish tank that went south so i grabbed the fish tank substrate and mixed that in with some cocoa nice like it's literally a cocktail of everything but the way the plants are reacting is really like you say really interesting to watch because the cocoa plants are taking so long to establish a communication well to establish a root zone because there's nothing kind of driving them on Their, their feeds there they're almost lazy at the minute um, super lazy pissed off actually yeah yeah why, absolutely. why aren't you just why aren't you just giving me this yeah and then the ones who are in a really bioactive soil are just they've made themselves at home so quickly i can bend them i can accidentally knock one over and by the time i look it's kind of bent itself back up because it's like no nah, it's all good i'm i'm in the wild now i got this mm. and then the ones in the mixed substrate are they're literally just like in between the two extremes. So it's kind of cool to see. It's like putting seeds in worm castings. It's like crazy biology. I'm now trying to clone directly into worm castings. I'm going to... Yeah, it's what, it's what I've just been doing as well. Has, has it worked for you? Because I'm... I don't know. I only did it a couple of days ago, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's going to, isn't it? I'm nine days in and I'm not... Because usually I use peat pellets or peat free pellets but I, I hate the netting because i find it always restricts the shit so i just cut up some seedling trays uh filled some with cocoa and then drench them with aloe vera and then filled some up with um worm castings and yeah i'm at day nine and i, I can't see any roots poking out the bottom yet but they're happy like all of them are happy so yeah i i, I feel it should work but as long as the right microbes kind of take over control that's my only concern i've successfully done it last run and had an amazing set of clones they were really healthy they were taken off a really really healthy plant so i will preface that but um i just cut them scraped them stuck them in a root right cube dropped them into the bottom of a solo carp (laughs) <laughs> or any or any international cup style you like. Um, and... pot noodles, eh? <laughs> <laughs> pot noodles are exactly the same, there and they're a free go. cup when you're done, man. Well, there you go, man. And uh, that's a bit more blighty. And and then filled it up with um, compost, and that made amazing clones. Like, that's Spartan style. Did you let them root before you dropped the root ride in no no the whole thing for me was about being out of fucking the worst thing i was doing with cloning was wet dry wet dry wet dry wet dry and it was just making it miserable and long and what that thing did was it just meant that i one time watered them with aloe straight afterwards and then never watered them again until they turned into these amazing little plants sandwich bags bro two weeks literally the best way of making 
clones and takes up zero space. You can even chuck the clones straight on the pot of the mother plant so they're still in the shade. But I'm, I'm a massive fan of sandwich bags because they completely ruled out that wet dry period for me. It's got what like. Do you, what do you um, do? Um, so now I'm using seedling trays. I cut, um, so like two cell trays into an eight cell little section, which literally fits into the bottom of a sandwich bag. So oh, feel, are you just using, you're using it like a, like a dome? Yeah, man. It's just oh, a, okay. a portable dome, but they fit everywhere and anywhere. And you'd be surprised how many you can kind of like stash around the place or put in the right place. And because they don't, they really, I find clones, the less light you give them, the better they react to, to rooting. If you try and give them too much, they just spend so much time photosynthesizing. Trying to be a plant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a massive, massive advocate for sandwich bags. And as well, if you're only doing one clone I'm gonna, I'm sandwich bag, though, because this thing here I'm doing, it's hardened off and ready to go like a plant. Like, it didn't. Uh, anyway, we'll just see. Yeah, but... no, nah, man. The only way I harden off is I open the bag. As soon as I see roots, I'll just open the bag, and then about seven days later, it's ready to pot. Nice. Yeah, that it, is it's a very it's, cool idea. It's just idiot proof. Like I say, if you've only got one clone in there as well, you can use it as a humidity dome if you have to for when you mm. pot it up. Yeah, I was definitely looking for idiot proof. It was like, it's one of those things which you know it needs consistency. You can just feel in your bones, cloning just needs consistency, right? And um, my rooms are always hot. I'm jungle, jungle guy, so... Yeah, it's mm. tricky. Anyway, I'm pretty comfortable now. They're a pain in the ass because sometimes you want them fast and they'll take like five weeks. And then sometimes you'll give up on them and throw them into a dark place. And then when you find them, it's like, holy crap, man, these things are rooted out like mad. Yeah. That's a universe thing, isn't it? I highly recommend them. I mean, it's 100% success rate in it unless you're over like, if you're trying to re-veg something that's over week six you start to success rate success rate starts to drop off but if you're in veg 100 success rate every single time in that thing and that, that was the important. aero cloner was it? aero cloner yeah cloner. i mean i've got one i've got the lights on it as well so the way that i look at it is if i ever needed to get rid of everything in a, in a real hurry i can hide this mini setup and it's effectively a setup of its own because it's got the humidity dome on it the little mini like t5 type lights on it um and it the it's basically a full setup and you can keep plants in there you can keep them in there for two three weeks if you want to after the rooted you just end up using right. it as like a uh almost a hydroponic a veg setup. station yeah veg station. i don't want to hear this i really want to do this <laughs> i got really really fucking close there's yeah. a dude in in chat i think he's called modern genetics now but he was called Peter Griffin and he talked me through an actual method like pretty full-on method of how to do it organically as well with just with yeah. aloe and how to keep it clean and all that shit and I was like I really fucking I like I was just about to push the button and then mm -hmm. I started doing this other cut method yeah. but um I, it, the thing is it's very foolproof isn't it I mean not, that's the wrong it. that's the wrong word but it's yeah that's I will what I say I, I went back from the aero cloner though just the noise of the thing alone put me off like bed, beds are, are silent, cocoa silent. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that sprayer was literally louder than my extraction fan. See, I'm in an outbuilding, so it's a bit different. 
but it's, it, I just for like people that you know are not confident with it early on, it's a real full. It's a foolproof way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'll put some terrible like uh, I'll take stuff off the bottom that's like week seven. If I see something that might be a keeper, but obviously you don't know until you've got it down. But week seven, I'll take like the half dead, like spindly nice. one that I didn't trim and just chuck it in there, and it's banging out roots within ten days. It, it's mad. It, it's a real good bit of kit for people. That and what are you putting in there? Just water. Nothing. I don't even pH it. Just just water in there and 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 the clone. That's what I mean. It can be. It can be as it honestly. It can be as organic as you want it to be. I suppose if that's a word. I I mean, some people will pH the water. I don't. The the water goes in there. Have you come into problems with cleaning it or anything? No, no, no. No, man. He's he's absolutely right. It's almost like if you add a nutrient, you start getting issues. Yeah, I've seen people use Supervit and they get. uh, Was it uh, Seymour on the forum? was like had in, instant like this clear gunch algae crap just appeared yeah, super five does that anyway and then yeah it's, but it's good stuff really good yeah stuff, but it's also nasty stuff i hear people going on about adding lots of different things to the cloners and stuff and i've no, always had the best always had the best success when it was like just water i even tried a bit of aloe and that and it always kind of seemed to make the water become sludge before yeah. plants were happy because it gets warm because it's going through the pump all the time. I've got an image of it, but I, yeah, I, I think that's almost a benefit though. Because a lot of my plants seem to almost want to root above the pot level when they're kept wet, if that makes sense. So that high humidity, high temperature just seems to bring roots out a lot faster. Yeah, that's what again, what you're I'm creating in my sandwich bags, I suppose find like you are trying to find an image of like one of these like buds that just cloned it within like 10 11 days and buds a on a stick are brilliant but yeah but i mean this is what you can do with it i'd love thing. to do that so, i'd love to do that if you think late oh i regret it fucking wish i could oh i can i've got them on it because i was going to use them for a monster cropping guy but i just couldn't find it man but it's um it's because it, it, everything's in there. It keeps you hum- humidity is a big problem. Like you see people like in normal little humidity, they're spraying it. Ted, two do I spray it once a day? Twice a day? Do I spray it once a week? Trying to keep, but because it's an aero cloner, it's just constantly banging humidity in. It's got vents on it. I'm, again, mm-hmm. I haven't got stock in it, but it's just a real foolproof way for people getting into the hobby. Um, it's really nice. The entire community chatting all, uh, all literally like, yeah, water only. Woo. Yeah. Right. And what, uh, Jack, Jack, what are you doing about cleaning it? I don't think you need to, man. Well, if you're not running it all the time bet, and you give I it a good rinse through afterwards, maybe. Like, I, just, I just use a scrub well, it every week. People are going to hate this, but um, toilet descaler. If you get a toilet cleaner that's just descaler, I think that's one of the best things for clearing uh. up lime scale. I'll just use a scour on mine. I mean, I'll, I'll give mine a wash out when I change the water once a week. If you just do that once a week, the pump's a bit different. Obviously, the pump I have to sort of get the hammer and chisel out of because I'm on, it's hard water here, man. But yeah, it's um, yeah, it, oh, I love the bit. Of I'm just trying. I want to find this bloody image because this, this will prove the point. I mean, a lot of people would say that's almost unrootable. How far gone this bud was, I just can't bloody find it. Too. But um, I found one of them. No, that's just the bottom bit. But yeah, for new guys getting into it, it's a real good, good bit of kit. And like I say, for me also, because I've, I've got a few mums that are very important to me, if I was to have to get rid of everything really quickly, like tents down, everything gone, I mean, I could plot up a couple of clones and then bang them in there and effectively keep them alive in there for, you know, to root them for two weeks, up to two weeks, maybe up to three weeks for the heavy flower stuff. 
but then I'm it's going to be um, it's an aeroponic system, man. It's an aeroponic system Mr. with lights on kept, it. It's uh, brilliant, man. A mum in there for like seven months or something. Yeah, you can. You get what I'm saying. And you can again, you have to start feeding at that point, but then you could feed what you wanted to feed, I suppose. It's because it's aeroponic, the roots will end up sat in the water, but yeah, it's it's nice for confidence. That's what I'd say. That's it, mate. Yeah, I, I could fit 20 clones in there if I had to and have it tucked up somewhere in the loft. And I mean, it's not like a gross up, it's a 40 centimeters by 30 centimeters by 40 centimeters with two little lights on it that run at like five watt each. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a proper tool, man. I, can, I do this all the time. I have loads. Of, I've got this whole folder with images in it, so I can go through and grab stuff. I've got that's one of the pictures there. Anyone use cloning gel? That get that's just been mentioned not anymore, in, no. in the chat. Not in that. If I was doing it straight expensive, into expensive, isn't it? Yeah, this is it. If it's straight into, if I was going straight into cocoa or mud, then hundred percent I'd use it or, or some sort of rooting powder maybe around the roots. But um, yeah, not. It's not um, something I'd use in, the, in in this plain water every time. I see a guy on Instagram and he kept killing his clones and I was saying to him, plain water, he's like, you're winding me up trying to make me kill him. I said, put plain water in. 100% success rate. First time he'd done it, man. So it shows. It, it's, it does show, man. Do you use any uh, cloning gel or anything? Green 13? No. I used to... I mean, I've just stopped. Thanks, Jack. I used to um, use... He was said the same as us, where he sort of said... ISO wipeout and Dr. Bronner's. Um, so not in much. It's not like scrubbing it. Like I've been hearing people say, oh my God, I used to fucking love it, but then it just fucking couldn't keep it clean. But that must be using it in a more, well, it's using more more nutrient or something. Or more Would intensively, just constantly, maybe. Did you ask me a question? Were you just talking um, about I did. Else? Well, what was that? This is the problem with stoners, man. I asked the question, but I ain't got no. <laughs> I was hoping you'd hear it. Um, it was something in chat. Oh, rooting gel. Rooting gel. Yes, uh, I just use stopped using. I've just stopped using a powder. I used powders because they have a shelf life. I mean, no shelf life. Rooting gel. It's got a shelf life and it's fucking expensive. Um, and it's just the same thing. It's just a rooting hormone. But I've just stopped using a hormone. And I've saw people talking about willow in chat. And also I just use aloe now. And I tell you what, I feel like I get better success than if that, that um, hormones there. And that hormone is not, it's not organic. Hell yeah, man. Um, I got to kind of agree. I, I've got a pot of great white shark. Is that what great white rooting powder? Yeah. And if, Basically, I'll use usually soak my medium in aloe water or some kind of solution with aloe. And then when I'm making my clones, I'll cut them and then drop them into the great white powder, give them a shake and then put them into the medium. I find it really helps any dampening off issues, almost positively sterilizes the medium, if that makes sense. Just sways the culture in my favor. Exactly. Yeah inoculate yeah that that's the right word <laughs> but yeah that, that's kind of my go-to method i don't cloning like you say cloning gels well i've not i've never used clone x because i don't buy expensive stuff but when i was cloning like lavender and stuff i'd use the the one quid stuff from like pound stretcher and shit and they just smell like aloe vera once aloe vera has been sat in a bottle for a few months so i was like why don't i just go back to using aloe vera just always works better so what on your forum what is the 
and I have been over and had a look, by the way. And the reason I'm not on it is for a specific reason, which is that I've spent many, many. I could be a doctor. I could speak Chinese. The amount of time I've spent on forums. Um, so I'm careful not to because I cannot immerse myself in another forum in my life. But I've been and had a good look. But what do you reckon the split is? 50-50 organic to um, bottles we've, in the community? We've not got a very organic culture at our place. I'll say that. No. I, okay. when, I, when I joined, I was growing bottled nutrients and soil. And I got kind of peer pressured into growing cocoa because... We're, we're very much back then, man. Well, we're we're very much about teaching people how to understand their plants, and I think growing in cocoa is like a Rosetta Stone of plant language, because we've covered earlier. You can kind of reset yeah. if shit goes peak Tom. Like it, it's a very good. I wouldn't have the confidence I do now going into soil if I hadn't learnt what the plants tell me growing in cocoa. So we're, again, we're massive advocates of learning the hobby in the first place, and then good looking roots. You can good go down yeah. any thing. rabbit hole you that's like. That's just water, mate, in there. But that's this is the thing that I rooted. Look at the state of that, and that was in like about a, eleven days. Little nug. Yeah. The thing was, it rooted, but it never re-vegged. It was just too far gone. But the point is, you can, you you can root that. But I lost that. That was a Mocum's tulip, and it was completely black. The plant. Black and purple, and I lost it, man. I've never seen anything. Dutch Passion had never seen nothing like it. I fucking lost it. That was a one of a once in a lifetime plant, man. I could have oh, nearly beat myself after death. Telling you, man. And you got a root on it. That's even worse. That's what I'm saying. I got it rooted. It just sat there and didn't really move. Although I neglected it a bit. I stuck it in the corner of a tent. So it wasn't getting too much light, but then it didn't have it underneath MH. What I should have had it under. But that's that's the root. So I'm not jumping in the conversation. But you can see there that is plain water. There and and that's it, yeah. and that's what it does, man. That is a tool. I'm telling you. That's uh, also yeah. UK water ha- is probably better standard overall than I'll a lot say of people that. Yeah, no, take you're right. for granted. Like, it's got a nice bit of shit in yeah. the background that will feed it. Yeah, as well. It's uh, I mean, a lot of the time it kills kettles, but plants love the shit. And I'm not sure how it works, Mike, like for the microbes, but I'm sure they're going to work on a lot of this heavy calcium water and making it a lot more available for shit. So we were just saying before that I jumped in there. I didn't mean to jump in. You mentioned the roots and I had the image up. No, I can't remember, man. We're all stoners. It's no. all good. Yeah. Well, I have no idea. <laughs> but yeah, I love that bit of kit, man. My dog's in here making a lot of noise. Oh, we were talking about the forum, the split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I think uh, Kino and Bulls have a lot of credit to almost take for influencing people to grow cocoa. And K Bag in the chat as well. He's an old forum head. Oh, did you turn up? These guys impress people with what they can do in cocoa, and it's it's kind of hard to teach somebody else's uh, a trade that you don't know as well. So you can. Yeah, we have yeah. a lot of very good experience in cocoa for a very long time. So I copy balls. I was in Seoul and balls was no someone else was telling me to go cocoa. And then like to me, cocoa was scary. E C PH, what's all that about, man? I don't want to be doing that, but it ended up being like my my passion. But I copied him. It's balls his fault. I think everyone ended up growing like balls in the beginning. The training methods. Everyone started. And does everyone, with the does everyone here use EC and not PPM? 
Yeah, it's all we see. Uh, but it, a lot of people don't use it, to be honest. Um, it's also PPM in the foreign world. Every, the thing is, people don't bother to look and to go, oh, PPM's got three different standards. And it's like, yeah, but majority of our pens are set to the same standard. So you can kind of talk PPM, but we can kind of write it off because EC is international. Some people still talk yeah. CF. So it's nice to know all three. But yeah, we definitely go get a pH meter. They're usually a little bit more expensive. But uh, sorry, a EC meter. They're more expensive, but it's an international standard. It's more accurate, isn't it? I'm not sure if that's the right term. Because, well, you've got more decimal places with PBM. You do. And that <laughs> but, is nice. Yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. the same with Fahrenheit, right? <laughs> so Yeah, it's like, I've got more numbers, so I feel more comfortable. But yeah, sometimes EC is a lot more easier to communicate. Yeah, I just say a lot of people don't mean it. We don't try and teach bad practice, but a lot of it, because a lot of older guys, I mean, you've got our forum sort of spun off of other forum and it, a lot of old school guys. So a lot of them, people don't really <laughs> use EC. You know what I mean? It, it, we're quite bad, I think, in some of the habits that the older guys have got. I haven't used EC in a very long time. And I would only oh. use it if I was in serious trouble, like I couldn't work a problem out. But Again, it's kind of, Depends your audience. If I'm talking to some of the new guys, I'll make sure I kind of discuss volume as well as EC. And if I'm doing my diaries, I'll always try and mention EC so people have an idea. But it's always contextual when you're talking this stuff. Mm. So it's like, um, if I'm dealing with a 0.4 background water, feeding a consistent EC isn't necessarily consistent for plant nutrition it might become more difficult for them to feed when I raise the EC because of the background's raised, but they're still getting the balanced nutrition. So yeah, there's so many layers that it's kind of like you really have to take in account a lot of different things about it. Yes. But and I suppose that, that's like, you can make soil so complex, but it's like if you're feeding just water, it sounds so simple. But if you're feeding by numbers, it sounds so simple. It all depends what complexity yeah, you want to look into. It ticks my brain, man. Going by numbers, it ticks my brain. It, it did the minute that I actually worked out the pH and EC wasn't scary. It was like, wow, yeah, this works for me. Like I could keep track of what I was doing, and I could, um, like, when I was going through a grow, like I've sort of got to the point where I just know what the plants will take, even within reason. Like I said, these them cookies that you mentioned in the meringue that I'm at different but i mean 90 percent of plants are happy at certain levels with the background wall we've got over here and you know and, and that but i mean yeah I, i'm very confident it's going to be hard for me if i get knocked back when i go over to soil it's going to be hard for me to stay the course i think because i'm not not confident like because i think i'm good i'm just experienced in cocoa now it's a better word to say I'm, i know what i'm doing and i know what i'm saying it's going wrong but as gmo said taking the knowledge from learning to fix plants in cocoa or at least see when something's going wrong is something that will be very handy going over into soil. So, well, I, I'm not sure you're going to struggle. I think you're going to, I mean, I think it's like you say, it's very plant orientated. I, what I do, what I would be concerned about is that you're going to be mm, not have as much to do. Yeah. You haven't got, I mean, there is as much to do. I think it's just, well, you're not going to be checking your pen and you're not going to be cleaning your pen and you're not going to be, yeah. you know, all this, the process stuff, I think, maybe. Well, so I think it was you who said it, Green 13, on, might even been Frugal Force, when you're like, the only problem with soil is 
it's fucking boring. You end up following so often because you're like, I need something to do with these plants, man. True story, you know, like <laughs> we like to play, right? But uh, I, you know, there's lots of teas you can make anyhow. Mm. Just something that, that I can see me enjoying it, I can, but I'm just going to start small and work my way through it and see how we go. Oh, do you know what? If the starter kit idea hadn't have come up, it was in my head, but when Green and Organic said it, it was like, yeah, that's me. I'm cheating basically, the same way I cheated with Coco. I didn't really learn Coco to start it, I copied someone that I know very well. I used their, their their feed regimes, their their nutrients, the way that they grew. So I sort of piggybacked in and then sort of learned my own trade. And I've gone my own way with it now. But to be able to go in, I think it's I think it's very I think it's a very important thing that he's doing with that starter kit. And you heard the fella; he's not going to be giving you shit you don't need. It's going to be a quality kit, to, a, a quality starter pack to get you going. Is is it doesn't become such a risk. I haven't got to buy everything in kilos and ten kilo bags. I can just buy it and see if it works. So I like that. I like, and I think that that will entice a lot more people into having a go at it. If you can just buy I a bet, 20 I bet box. there's, I bet there's everything there you need for nutrition. And I bet the add on bits, the bits you're going to start to enjoy are going to be the plant health things. And you know, full well, that is where the fucking money's at. The, mm. Where you can, you know, when you're, when you really start making big flowers is when you've looked when you've put a plant into flower that was in really good Nick. Yeah. yeah. And so it's going to be, you know, all coconut water and all the lovely little things that we aloe and treats, you know, you're going to mm. try and seek out that's the best I, ways. Yeah. I like that. That's the side of it I'm going to like. That's the nerd side, you know, the push. sort of I like pushing. tinkerer. Yeah. It'd be interesting because obviously, I, I, I don't know if it's the same with what you do, but the, the, the advice always given for many years, and I still would now with someone growing like out of a bag of verve or something, would be in the soil, keep them just underfed. You don't want to go anywhere near everything. In cocoa, it's different. You can ride that wave because you can change it so quick. But that's what I want. I want to be able to push. I enjoy like getting my plants right to that point where they're like almost on the verge of burning up, but just keeping them there. So they've got everything they need. They're loaded up. It'd be a lot more difficult. But that's what I'm saying. With these additives and these different... I mean, how many different additives and boosts and biostimulants there's going to be? Yeah, I could see me really enjoying it, man. So... Well, yeah. you're going to get stuck in. You'll be looking at the mycelium all day like the rest of us, man. It's, know, it, it's weirdly addictive watching white stuff grow. I don't think I can have worms, though. You'll start naming them. I'm telling you. You're too no. soppy for them. I can't the worms, man. Um, I could never touch them when I fished. I don't fucking put them in there. Ugh, no. I have to get rubber gloves out. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, are there any uh, takeaway points you wanted to give a, a newer grower looking to go regenerative? Re, I can't even say the word. Regen. There we go. I found a, a workaround. I get tongue twisted when I'm too stoned. Um, it, yeah, if somebody's looking to go regen and they don't know how to dip their toe in, what would you say would be first port a call? Um, this to Green 13, sorry. I, yeah, I yeah. You know, it's like salts, A and B. <laughs> <laughs> I, for me, the, quest, the question would have to be um, n- not like your bin, look what you're chucking out. Like, please do not stick stuff into landfill that can stay in your garden so in any way you can keep um biomass that can be recycled in your garden please do not put that on a truck 
and send that that would be my plea not even my and that is because it's it's a regenerative lifestyle and then you're making medicine and so it all feeds from there and actually that really is a proper serious conversation this was a us three meeting each other and so on but the reality is it's a lifestyle stop putting stuff out on the curb stop buying shit to put out on the curb stop fucking making black plastic we seriously have got a reset now this covid thing is a fucking reset and like there is a better way to do a load of the stuff that we have tolerated but it is not fucking necessary to put labels on apples and fucking some of the stupid shit you see in the supermarkets so regenerative please stop chucking crap away please stop buying crap to chuck away and then go gardening however you want but (laughs) but no but seriously (laughs) yeah no, no, big respect to that, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, no, I'm completely on board. Plus, I think it kind of feels like we almost got embraced at a very similar time, but you've really taken the bulls, by, the bull by the horns while I was dawdling and reading information, trying to do research so I felt confident about it. So full respect for it, dude. Well, I had a lucky transition thing or a, my, for, for 10, 12 years before that, I used biobiz in bottles and so it was a really nice transition to um i got to hug a couple bottles and push some stuff away and then okay i don't need to buy their kelp liquid anymore i now will just buy kelp and you know that was the transition that's how it happened and so it was a neat kind of thing that happened over a a pretty long period of time and then eco thrive with sort of um quite a lot of their amendments and biology is super neat to start meshing in and so it sort of happened again in a sort of organic way nice to have a label on an organic product when you're trying to dip your toe in i'm not i'm have to completely be on board because that's i think what's going to convince kino in the long run yeah and i wondered if he was going to say that when he was what that it's sort of why i asked and it um uh yeah i guess it was and it's sort of yuppie organics because it's fucking expensive and stuff i think you said it earlier it's got a you've got to grow organically to want to grow organically you can't wake up tomorrow and be like no i'm i am going militant You, you naturally have to progress into it you know i think you love i i think what i've it's the microbe thing i just love the (laughs) microbe thing like i also love it from that there's a whole world going on on down there and we are just in the clouds we are just not relevant to their world but their world is a really busy thing and they're really busy doing a fucking thing and getting a reward and going to work and all that craziness so um that was another you know thing that came that was have you moved into the mycology at all? Sorry, just to kind of, again, send you down another little rabbit hole. In what regard? Are you, are you growing it? Have you looked into growing your own mushrooms? Or do you? is it more strictly for, the, for your garden at the moment? No, I haven't. However, um, I have asked my wife to make sure that we are 
oh shit that is so sexist but that's what's happened i have asked my wife to make sure that we have mushrooms in our food twice a week and that it's a variety of different mushrooms and i would dearly like to start um microdosing something you know more yeah. uh psychoactive I, I got um, really high last night and ordered myself a grow kit for lion's mane. So uh, that's kind of right. what I asked. I'm always looking for advice uh, from people. So it's like, if anybody knows it's anything, not from me, me I'll, I'll be coming to get some from you when you found it from all the best <laughs> people. But I think it's got to be super clean, hasn't it? Depends. Um, if you're going full process, yes. And for a learning kit, you can kind of do it without being so clean. Because it's yeah. all about making sure your grain and your spawn is really the the main culture you're trying to grow. It's not going to be me right now, but I'm going to try and get someone to do it. Or you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm keen for I'm keen like, to have that in my life. I like I'm, everything, I'm, man. You'll be able to find the information on the forum, and that again, uh, a little push at you. But if it happens, <laughs> I'll, I'll do a thread about it. <laughs> You wish you hadn't. <laughs> you know, I tend to move in. We got lots of pieces yeah. of furniture and we got a, a real brilliant community. You said it earlier on, but the YouTube community is so active and I I kind of felt ignorant only having the forum community for a long time. But everyone's a brick and every person who's putting out information really has built what this thing is. So... I don't see any grudges of trading information. And I've heard somebody bitching about how oh, people lurk with other people just to learn their trade and fuck off. And it's like, I'm sure you even said it. That's what we're all doing, man. We're yeah. all here so for I, the insider tips. Like, that's what I said this morning on Eagle Show. Yeah. yeah. Some it said, you're not, it's, obviously, you're interested. Men grow a wog and you want to just learn. hung out with uh, Ocean Grown to find out how to do it. And it's like, yeah, but they were probably just hanging, getting stoned. You know what I mean? It's mm. like, that's how that shit works. Yeah, man. It's what we're all doing. And what we're doing on YouTube right now and what we try and do in our forum community as well. That's where I was going with it before I got high and petered off into something else. But it's just nice that everyone wants to hang out, get high and trade their bit of information. There's no secret source. It's like, wow, I found this thing that works. How many people can I tell? Yeah. This is yeah. it. That is it for me. Now, obviously, it's a bit different now with Instagram and YouTube, what we're doing, you know, with where we're from. But I mean, for a long time, farmers are one of the only platforms to do that. Like, you can't tell your neighbor, come and look at these plants. I'm so pleased with them. You can't do it. So, but you can shout, shout about it on these communities. And that's, but that, that, that to me is what the forum is. You, you can shout about it, and other people can learn about it. You can shout if you've messed up, you can shout if you're really happy about your growth. And you, you get a lot more detail in the forum. I'm not trying to plug the forum, I'm saying if I wasn't on that forum, if I was on that, if I was just a detailed diary, they do take a bit more time. They're a little bit more, you know, it's a bit more, it's not one click, post your picture with 10 words, but full diaries and shit. There's no way for a beginner grower to learn than reading through 15, 16 diaries. You know, in similar size setups, what they've got is it's that's what I love about it, man. But more just being able to talk about what I like doing, like I am now. This is the same thing. I love growing, 100 agree. and I get to talk about it. And I've, I, I'm just happy that some people like to listen to it because I, I fucking love it, and I want to shout it from the rooftops. So I just have to do it semi discreetly. So 
But we can do that now in so many more other ways than forums. But the forums is just, well, that, that, that's where I learned. And that's, yeah, I love them, man. But I'm not going to go on my soppy ones like I always do. But yeah, it's, we, we got very, very lucky. This is what I was going to say earlier, actually, we were saying about the organics. The reason I think it's taking off is Instagram, is YouTube, is forums. Because now we everyone is a lot more aware. I do think you're right, COVID. Everyone is definitely a lot more aware because of COVID and how to be more self-sufficient, how to be safer, should... I always use the same analogy. GMO went out and he was buying all, um, all his stuff to do his little farm in his front garden and he was providing food. I went to Tesco's, I couldn't get no food and I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to feed me kids? You know, so hopefully people are more self-aware now, as I am. I'm a bit more self-aware. But I, I think- was thinking, how am I going to wipe my bum? I need to go and buy 500 toilet rolls. This is it. <laughs> I bought before food. I bought 400 litres of cocoa. And about 10 litres of A&B before I bought any fucking food. That was the first thing that I ordered. It was like yeah, lockdown. It was like, this is like the food. I was like, fuck the food. <laughs> I'm going to one-stop grocery shop. <laughs> that is funny. I would have bought CO2. It was like, what can I not do without CO2? <laughs> this is Can't it, get it. I said on one of the podcasts, this is how the Friday night podcast started, was just to keep people busy and make try and make people laugh through lockdown. And I, I said, like, you know, I'll be raffling it off at under a pound a litre that A&B in about a week's time because they're not be able to buy it anywhere. They've got 20 litres of it out there. But it, but what I'm saying is, is because of that and because now it's such a more an open community, not such a closed... Like, before you had one forum, one forum, maybe a closed Facebook group. That was it. Now, it's fucking everywhere, man. So this, this, this is why I think I've seen organics come in and out, in and out, in and out over the years since I've been growing. It's, it's been a fad before. Doesn't mean the people are doing it as a lifestyle we're a fad, but as in taking off new products. But now, no, I think it's here to stay. And I think it is down to the fact we can be a lot more open than we ever could. And so many people are doing it. When you watch that movie we talked about, you'll start to, you'll start to, I mean, I already know that the passion's there, but I mean, the fact is we're doing it wrong. It's just pouring I'm not, now not talking about Gahenja. I'm talking yeah. about turning the world into a salt bowl because we're killing all the biology. And that's, you know, and so like really that's where the flavor is. And really, oh, you, we know all this really, but you know, we're going back to a thing. It's not like- Feel free to unleash because Kino needs- it, the, it's uh, not like a go full bore. You don't have to filter any of it because you, no, you have really, to go, on this go hard on him. I'm on <laughs> but, this page of what we're doing to the planet. So I don't no, know no, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. So uh, I'm on that page. But turn, turn out the food and how to. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got to watch that movie, man. Sorry, go on, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if big ag- big agriculture is more frightening than big pharma or, you know, yeah. um, they're all but, the same at the day, aren't they? You know, big sugar. It, it, it's all the same but the the thing is it there's a huge difference between the tomato that you grow in your garden and the one you buy from tesco's and we got really bad at this for some reason i'm yeah i'm not going to get political because i'm not going to but i'm you know for whatever reasons from single markets and all sorts of reasons we got into fucking shitty produce and like that's all salt grown shit that we don't want anymore. And this is the reset. And so let's try and have a little revolution. And, um, yeah. and so it's cool to see people getting excited, but the thing is, it's uh, cool to see I'm, them empowered by growing their own man. Yes. 
it, it's amazing when you've got food security because you know how to make food. I do so, really want a bit more space. I'd like a bigger island to grow some more. You know, yeah. We're, yeah, pretty packed, hell, we're pretty packed together, aren't we? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the numbers isn't in causes. our favour. But a lot of us here, man, it's a small island. You don't have to be fully sustainable in every factory of your life either. Like, no. If you can make one thing self-sustained, that is a massive step and a massive stress off your own palate. Yeah, listen, convenience is what's done. Convenience of shopping in Tesco's now. Like I said, oh, this is going to sound really bad saying it out loud again, but I went into Tesco's and I couldn't get meat, I couldn't get bread, and I'm thinking, how am I going to feed my family next week? When this pandemic kicked off, it was that bad over it. And you, you, you couldn't get nothing. Pasta was off the shelves. It was tins. And there was tins of shit. And I'm thinking, I've got to feed fucking five people. You know? But the reality is, no, it made me realise I need to be a bit more self-sufficient. I need to be a bit more aware of what's going on out there. I need to be a bit more aware of what I'm doing and how I, where I can access food. So I think you're 100% right. This is a reset, but it's how we use it. And my, you know what my worry is? My worry is, is that this day in society, we're not going to get political with things. But I just think we are a lazy people these days especially in a country like this and i think people once it's all back to normal we'll be back on instagram page to posting pictures of random shit and their daily lives will go back to costa coffees and mcdonald's lunches i don't think it will be ever i don't think we'll ever reset properly but enough people reset it starts to make a difference and that's what I'm, i hope from what you're saying will happen well i want to throw in two pence that it's like uh if oh, i fucking lost it i'm sorry i tripped over I'll I'll pick up for you. People will now be less able or have less available free money for four pound cost of coffee. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I found the thread. Hopefully, and that go go go. It was just that uh, we were never empowered in this struggle of pandemic to grow your own. Like they always push the war mentality, but. At that time, they were encouraging people to hedgerow harvest and take control of your own food supply to some degree. So that, that's where I kind of draw the line between the difference. And We've been immensely more... lazy. I think we, yeah. to pick up, we've been immensely lazy. You know, when we went to war, I think these kids still went to school every day. And like, we just had a pandemic and we couldn't like have outdoor school, no? Or we couldn't have a million other technology-driven school situations that could have been very quickly picked up and jumped on that would have happened 60 years ago during wartime. We haven't all started growing food and made provisions and everyone got a victory-style garden. Really, we are fucking lazy because we are dependent on lazy and entitled. Yes. You're almost reassured that you can still be lazy, though. That was almost my problem. Yeah, it was. They're going to feed you. Do you know what I mean? They've got the food off. They're going to food bank you to your front door. I mean, that's good. It's nice. A fair place for doing it for the older people. But this is what I'm saying. We're entitled. It's like, I need to be fed. You need to give me money and I need some food. I'm not going to leave my house. And people are fucking getting it. And it's it's half the problem. Lazy, entitled fucking people we are these days. But hopefully it will change. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully people, well, I don't know. I felt very empowered as soon as I had produce and I've not had to buy potatoes since this whole thing began. That was like my thing. If I make enough potatoes, that's my calorie content covered. And it didn't I take f- up as much space as I thought it was going to. I felt How have you kept, I how have you kept them? Um, they're in sacks. Um, they're in plastic sacks, which is obviously an issue, but there's a small layer of cocoa at the bottom to take any moisture. That's a good idea, yeah. They will suck it up as well. 
Nice. Yeah, they they kept really well. They're starting to throw out the odd eye now, but I think that's just part of the part and parcel with it. Yeah, gotta do that in my water yeah. in, mate. But they're real good, man. Like it was mad when I've had the first mashed potatoes with homegrown taters. I was like, holy shit! I haven't tasted potatoes since I was a kid. Like what I'd been eating wasn't like potatoes. No, it just it didn't have this taste. And not, yeah, not, I'm almost like. In, completely enlightened by like, wow, man, spuds are good. I like potatoes we, before. We actually kind of were like, don't grow potatoes. That's a wank thing to grow because you can buy them for so fucking cheap. Well, you know what? We're growing potatoes again next year. We grew them this year to show, just to show our kids, you know, how easy it was just to plant this in the ground. But we're growing them again next year. It's exactly what you just said, GMO. They're fucking, they were nice, man. Much nicer than... Mind blowing that remark. Like, I don't know. Comparison is not on paper. That's all I'm going to leave it at. I done a little fruit and veg patch a few years back, and I, I remember that the, just the cucumbers, the peppers, it was a completely different experience. The, the cucumbers almost tasted like melon, like nothing about out of Tesco's. Everything was just so much better. So I get it. And that's why I really, I'm going to watch that film. I, I really want to because the other thing is they're very good at hiding what they because again, but we'll get political, but very good at hiding what they don't want us to see. The big farmer, the big agricultural, all, all this big money. They don't want you to know about it. So you don't hear about it. So things like that. that I want to watch that movie. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. It'll be up far too late. But yeah. Eating from your own garden as well should encourage a lot of healthy microbes in your own biology. In, yeah. yeah, man. Like, it sounds crazy. It's it's real stupid and probably something people don't want to hear when you're used to growing A and B salts. But being regular is incredibly good for your health. To have like a regular movement to put it politely and healthy microbes in your gut have you covered for that shit a lot of takeaway yeah. do that as well though just saying <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's, that's never a healthy yeah. movement that's that's an evacuation yeah I need more microbes not takeaway <laughs> but no it's been a good chat tonight it really has that's two, two, nearly two and a half hours that one already no kidding no kidding so I think you've had enough of your time, Green Thirteen. But I honestly, yes, thoroughly mate. enjoyed it, mate. Thoroughly enjoyed it, and I'd love to be able to do it again in some, to some extent, in, in whether it's another show or something, or we meet somewhere else, man. Like, and, um, it's been cool. You're a very cool fella, and you can tell the, the passion and the, it, it really kind of flows out of you as you're talking for what you do. So it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you tonight, man. Thanks, Keen. Oh, I'll bounce that straight back at you, dude. It's all passion from both of you. It's been extremely pleasant, very, very comfortable. Cool, man. Um, it's just like a smoke at a table. That's all we hope for. Right? If we had ca smoking cafes, then it would be like pulling up a seat because it was the only empty chair. Always Boys, and it's gonna, a good uh, And it, with stoners are so good at that. Seriously, I went to the club. I knew no one. I left with a zillion. I mean, we are fucking good <laughs> at that. Is it all right if I sit here? Yes, mate. Can I borrow your lighter? Off we go. And it's easy. You know, you, it, yeah, it's a yeah. great community that I'm super proud of. And if we all do good shit in our communities and then the stoners are the good guys, you know, we're out yes, there. Mate taking a granny across the road, looking after your neighbour, looking after the people around you, then we are then, you know, spreading that love. Exactly. You've probably heard me if you listen to podcast, I've always gone about, you know, that's what we need to be, not the opposite of that. And unfortunately, we do have the opposite of that within the community. But the point is, is you know, there's a lot more of us now being a lot more open. 
Hopefully they'll see we're just normal people. We're not um, just druggies, <laughs> criminals, man. We're just normal people, but we're, we're good people. And 90% of the stones I've ever met are, are, are and growers, you know, are just good people, homely people. And that's yeah, definitely the vibe I get from you, Green 13, as well, yeah. man. We definitely just a cool dude. shame, huh? Thank mm. you. Thank you. That's real love, guys. So I'm going to leave you to wrap up. Is that how it's done, yeah? Yeah, no, yeah, we just, I'll just say, I just like to blow right. smoke up your ass, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, like, I, I'm sure I said earlier, but sometimes it's like there's so many nice people in the community, you're not sure where to start, but I'm really glad we got the time to to drill you, man. Right. Yeah. You don't, a lot of people don't get to talk to everyone either, even if just exchange a message here on Instagram. There's so many people, and it is. I'm, I'm glad we've sat down tonight with the chat, man. For better Thank for you, it. So. Chat chat is full of amazing amazing yeah. amazing friends you have been thank you for coming over i'm sure you guys are here anyway wicked all right love everybody and uh have a great night thank you so much for the opportunity boys thank you i hope we can do it again cool man no worries thank you all right everyone in chat thank you um as always for hanging in there for another long one um check out green 13 instagram and all of the pods on numerous podcasts so check them out um, everyone in chat stay safe and uh, yeah we will see GMO's back tomorrow with uh, the Groomstead and we've got an Invisible Sun interview I'm just and, with. and on tomorrow's Groomstead we got a special oh, yeah. guest with Smiley's Garden as well he's going to come Garden. on and shoot some, some shit with us which again I'm going to be all like starry eyed rosy faced <laughs> I'll be listening I'm not coming on that one <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the organic chat here but you and Josh for two hours, I can't do it. It put me off. I'm joking, man, but it'd be good. But no, we've got that. Smiley's on for that, and we've got Friday night. We've also got the Invisible Sun interview and some new product releases from them um, are on there. So I'll try and get up tomorrow. Been busy, but GMO, Green 13, if you're still lurking, thank you very much. And um, everyone.